Hey, everybody. Uh, we wanted to start the show real quick with an acknowledgement. We're recording this episode on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks in America here, and we wanted to touch on it real quick before we get into our usual buffoonery. Um, uh, as always, we said we did something like this before the Pearl Harbor episode that was a little more related to the content of the movie than in general, but uh, we're going to be silly. We're going to do the, the normal show we do. Uh, we wanted to, I wanted to do this up top so we could separate it from what we usually do. Cause, uh, we, we do need to acknowledge that. I mean, 20 years later, still one of the craziest things I remember ever happening in my life. Uh, we still honor those people who died that day. The first responders who, uh, who ran towards a situation where I, I know personally every nerve in my body would be pulling me the opposite direction. Um, Adam, if, uh, did you have anything? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, like you said, we, you know, the, the countless, I mean, they're not countless. I mean, there's, we have an exact number and that number is far too high. Mm-hmm. Um, the people we lost that day, um, like you said, um, some people were just on their way to work and um, some people were just, you know, I'm sure some people were just walking down the street and were affected by it. Um, but like you said, there were people who their work was, you know, their work is to run headfirst into things where everyone is running the opposite direction. Um, and um, like you said, we, um, we honor those people. We thank those people for everything they've done. Um, and um, like you said, we just wanted to, touch on the fact that um you know we do we do take the piss out of a lot of things um but uh we do have a serious side and like zach said um we just wanted to 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 take note that we are you know it's i it's i mean i did like zach said the craziest thing that's happened in my lifetime um that i you know that's that's you know that's 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 so closely affected us i mean we hear things happening around the world every day, but you know, it's not every, it's not, you know, I, I could get in my car and drive to ground zero in probably a few hours. Yeah. Um, and it was actually not too long before it was a previous school year where I actually, we took a trip to um, New York, a school trip. And I remember looking up at the, the world trade center as we, we passed nearby it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I, I, I thought it was a, the best idea uh, to touch on it up top before we would get into the episode proper so that we don't, you know, drunkenly stumble over ourselves at the end with some um, unrehearsed uh, you know, uh, taking our cap off and, you know, but um, Adam, if you don't have anything else, I think uh, we're ready to, for a film roll and a beer click and we can get into this. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, right, let's get to it. I'm back, bitches. Mm-hmm. You guys thought you can get rid of me for that fucking putz, Matt Dalton, but no chance. No chance. I am back. It is Summer Movie Club. I am your host this week, Zach Weiss, and the Yankees are paying half my salary. That's what the New York Yankees think of me. They're paying me $3.5 million to podcast against them. Again, I'm Zach Weiss. Uh, my co-host, as always, is just a little girl caught in the moment. 
He's so scared, but he don't show it. He can't figure it out. It's bringing him down. He knows he's got to let it go and just enjoy the show. It's Adam Weiss. It, it's funny that you use that as my intro because I actually really enjoy that song. And when it got to the point where that's playing, I was going to talk about it because I actually have that song on the playlist I listen to all the time. But hey, you know, guys, how are you? Zach, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I was... Uh... Gone. Uh, this is it's as of this recording, it will be just under uh three full calendar weeks since we recorded an episode together. Uh, it was only um two weeks in listener land. Um, I do want to th- uh, take a sec, thank Matt Dalton for stepping in and uh filling in for me. I thought he did a very fine job, not as good as the guy that usually sits in that chair, but you know, fine job. Mm. Um uh, I, I enjoyed him taking the piss out of me here and there. I did have problems with his opinions on Room 237. I think he missed the point of the documentary in, in general. Uh, I feel like what was making him angry about the documentary was the point of the documentary. Um, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, I was in sunny, sweltering Walt Disney World, Florida. for uh, we, we did, uh, all in all, by the time we, we left on a Tuesday night, at 11 o'clock p.m., we arrived uh, uh, early afternoon the following day, and then we left the uh, Labor Day at 11.30 a.m. to arrive at 4 a.m. Tuesday morning. Uh, the drive was a bitch. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it's crazy because it feels so easy and smooth for the first, all in all, total driving, it's like uh, like almost 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, with stops and stuff, it took a little bit longer because um, we had the kids. We had to stop here and there to you know let them stretch the legs, eat some yeah. food. Um, uh, the first 12 hours or so, or 10 or 11 hours, fly by. You're like, this is a piece of cake. And then the last four hours feel like they're never going to end. Yeah, you know um, what it is. It's um, it's Georgia. It you seem. It feels like you. If no, Georgia's uh, quick. It's the Carolinas that are a bitch. No, see when I I've I've never Zach physically drove to Disney World. I've been the passenger on two road trips to to Disney World. Um, one was uh, with an ex girlfriend and her family, and the other was on a Greyhound bus. Uh, when I was in high school, and I feel like we were just like hitting state after state after state after state, and then I felt like we were in Georgia for like three years. See, my with my experience, I was paying attention. Um, you know, I was very uh, anxious about gas, making sure that we uh, mm. we stopped inadequate time for gas. Uh, my stomach can sometimes not agree with me being on the road. So I was very conscious of rest stops and where bathrooms were available. So I was very conscious of the mile markers of exits and mile Uh markers of um, rest stops, which allowed me because every state, especially on that trip, I don't know if it's, you know, continues all all the way up through Pennsylvania up to the top on I-95, but every state has a welcome center. Yeah. So when you're, so when you're going southbound, it's right at the, you know, like if you're going from North Carolina into South Carolina, it's like right there after you get into South Carolina. 
the Welcome Center. The other way is right after you leave Georgia and in South Carolina. And they are they, they so I found a website that shows the mile markers of all the rest stops, and I was able to basically get an idea of how big the state was based on the mile markers of the welcome centers. Yeah. Um, Georgia's quick. Georgia's like a hundred something miles, like like small, like a hundred miles. South Carolina, North Carolina, they're like almost two hundred miles. Virginia's one hundred and eighty miles. Like Georgia, aside from like the quick northern states like you're in delaware for a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. uh delaware maryland like getting out of pennsylvania those are like quick virginia seemed quick going down but that's because it had it didn't have us taken straight through 95 like we got off onto another so there was some interchange and it made it like switch it up a bit but uh, those carolinas were the worst man uh but anyway we're not here to talk about my disney trip which was very fun ate a lot of good food as you could see on my Instagram that Matt yeah. jokingly pointed out. I said, um, Zach, Zach will talk about his Disney trip in, in nauseum on him and Alex's podcast, uh, Disney Movie Club. Yeah. Or some, was it Summer <laughs> Disney Club or uh, whatever Some, it was? Something like that. Yeah. That's my microphone, buddy. Yeah. Don't touch it, please. Uh, we're joined by, by a sleepy band. Amelia, for now, knock on wood, is asleep. We'll see, because we're doing a little bit of a later than usual record. Adam was uh, had a, a bachelor party to attend today. I say, speaking of which, I um I promised him I would give him a shout out because I uh, learned tonight that he's actually a a listener. Um, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Rob. He I've known Rob since I was like three years old. Um, and uh, Rob is getting married on October second to a lovely lady named Courtney. Um, I've never seen Rob happier, um, than when he's with Courtney. Um, so I'm super happy for the both of them and, uh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm in the wedding, so I can't wait for, um, I can't wait for, for the, for the time to roll around where I get to, to suit up and, uh, carry around a flask of hard liquor in my pocket. So (laughs) for, for Rob, um, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Rob and I want to say congratulations to him and Courtney. Um, because without Courtney, and Rob's relationship, I probably would have never made it to a brewery that I lived five minutes from for the oh. past, for the better half of a decade. And, and that's um, what's important. Yeah. So, um, a uh, big shout out to Rob and Courtney and, uh, love you guys and, um, can't wait for the wedding. Um, but more importantly than Rob and Courtney's wedding is Zach, I don't think we've discussed what movie we're covering today. Oh, well, real quick, I needed to touch on, um, tonight, uh, my drinking is sponsored by White Claw Hard Seltzer, especially uh, the natural lime. Um, when it's party time, the claws come out. White claw, <laughs> white claw. You know, I, just really made, I, I hope that's not their slogan because I just made that up and I could sell that to them. Probably. Um, what's really good is um, get a get like a large cup, like a very large cup, and um, pour a can of the white claw lime and a can of the white claw raspberry into the mm. cup. I'm a big fan. I think I've mentioned before I'm a big fan of seltzer, regular non-hard seltzer in general. And one of my favorite flavors is raspberry lime. So when we were down the shore a couple years ago and our sister, friend of the podcast, Kylie, was drinking White Falls, I took a lime and a raspberry and I made delicious. Um, That's the math equation. Raspberry White Claw plus lime White Claw equals delicious. Um, So everybody get on that. I currently... 
am drinking uh, the brewery that I went to tonight was uh, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company in uh, Croydon, Pennsylvania. And I'm uh, drinking a six-pack of their warehouse lager, uh, which is quite delicious. So, um, I enjoyed the Chamonix Creek. Uh, one of their, their Trogger Pilsner was one of the first outside of my normal Miller Lite beers that I tried when I started expanding my... Uh, my palate. Um, yeah, say so, I've, I say I've, I've had, had a bunch. I've had a bunch of Nishamini Creek beers. I've had like all of their staples, like all of their year round. I've had a bunch of their seasonal stuff, and like a bunch of their like various like things that they make. And like I said, I've lived five minutes from the place for the better part of a decade. And every time I planned to go, something happened and the plans fell through. So this was the first time that I've actually ever been. Uh, to the brewery, and it's a pretty cool spot. So if you live in the Philadelphia, Lower Bucks County area, take a trip over to Neshaminy Creek and have a warehouse lager. Excuse me. Uh, let's get into it because we have a – this episode, I don't know if I mentioned, is a very special. It is our 70th episode, and as everybody knows, every 10 episodes we have a live watch. And this live watch, I forget – uh, the context of what, of what we were discussing that I first suggested it as the live watch. It might have just been we had a, we had nothing in the slot, and I said I wanted to do this movie at some point, and it just fell in. Yeah. Uh, we are doing the 2011 Academy Award-nominated uh, baseball movie. Very, uh, would you, is it a baseball movie, or is it a front office of a sports team movie? Um, I would, it's probably, I would probably classify more as like a front office type thing. It's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of baseball in it. Um, it's similar to the Kevin Costner film draft day where he gets to cast the deciding vote in the presidential election. Yeah. Um, I was yelling, I was yelling at the, at the, the radio when I was listening to that. Also, (laughs) I, I'm glad you went back and corrected that it is not Elizabeth Moss in Marcy, Martha, Mar, whatever it's called, but it is in fact Elizabeth Olsen. And given um, how you feel about Elizabeth Olsen, I would I highly know. suggest you watching that movie. Oh yeah, um, is she very... is she wearing this? Is she wearing the Scarlet Witch costume? Uh, no. Oh fuck. But trust me, I'll um, check it out. But, uh, it's got very. Um, it's like if. It's basically some this because you've read the synopsis and it gives a, a general idea. Imagine a, a movie where the Manson family exists today, mm-hmm. and someone escapes from it. Oh, that's rad! And goes back to their family, and they're dealing with the PTSD of what they experienced, and also the paranoia of of uh, uh, them come, possibly coming back. Anyway, we're doing Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball, everybody. Um, it, like I said, it is from 2011. It is directed by Bennett Miller, who you will have known from the films Capote, um, Foxcatcher. I like Foxcatcher. Uh, he's doing a Christmas Carol, an, a, an adaptation of that at some point. Now, we get into the writing credits on this movie is where we really... At some heavy hitters, you have two Academy Award-winning writers. You have Stephen 
Zalian, who won an Academy Award uh, for Schindler's List. He also wrote uh, Awakenings. He was nominated for Academy Award for that. He wrote the story for the original Mission Impossible movie. He wrote Hannibal, Gangs of New York, All the King's Men, American Gangster, Moneyball, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, The Night Of, which was a very good miniseries on um, HBO with, uh, I think, Riz Ahmed was in that. Uh, yeah, um, I believe that was him. And then he wrote the screenplay for The Irishman. Uh, it was co-written by one of my favorite writers, um, Aaron Sorkin, who uh, TV people will know him from The West Wing, Sports Night, Studio 60. Uh, but film-wise, he's written... Uh, uh, he wrote the play and the film, uh, A Few Good Men. He wrote... Um, the American President, one of my favorite underrated, like kind of rom com movies. Uh, he won an Academy Award for the Social Network. Uh, oh, I forgot, he wrote The Newsroom, was another, his probably most well known recent TV. Uh, Molly's Game, Chicago, a Trial of Chicago 7. Um, and it looks like they're doing a TV movie of a few good men that he's a. Uh, um, uh, friend, friends of the podcast will know Aaron Sorkin as the guy who owns the penis that Zach is constantly sucking. Zach is on Aaron Sorkin's dick. I love Aaron Sorkin. So hard. Um, The story is written by Stan Shervin, who uh, he wrote Heat, it looks like. No. He wrote Heat? It it says Heat, but it's not like listed. Uh, He wrote Moneyball, the story for Moneyball. Um, This is, of course, based on a a, um, baseball analytical book uh, the book, I don't believe, is a narrative in in the same way um, that the movie is. I think it's more of um, more of an explanation of how analytics work in sports, with the A's as a backdrop for the. Um, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, though. That's why I remember. He also wrote the book for the terrible movie, The Blind Side. Um, he wrote Sorry. the book. He wrote the book that the, the movie, The Big Short is uh, based upon and he is written the nav- novel and adaptation of a movie coming out soon called Liar's Poker. Um, to get just the, the cast real quick, uh, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who I constantly forget is in this movie, even though he's a fairly decent-sized part of the movie. Um, Robin Wright as Brad Pitt's estranged wife, Chris Pratt, uh, Stephen Bishop as David Justice, and Karis Dorsey as the singing precocious child, Casey Bean. Um, Do, have, has, is Jonah Hill a friend of the podcast? Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, that's right. Jonah Hill, um, is, uh, Jonah Hill is a friend of the podcast. Robin, uh, Robin Wright's Robin a, friend Wright of, is a friend of the podcast. Uh, also feature, we have a, uh, is Brad Pitt a friend of the podcast? I don't think so. I think I asked you this, didn't I? Yeah, I don't think he's a yeah. friend of the podcast. Because there's a cameo that features a friend of the podcast, and we w- almost had a scene involving, if Brad Pitt was a friend of FOTP, we would have a scene with three different FOTPs from three different f- movies that we've covered. Because who plays Robin Wright's new husband? Uh, Spike Jones, Who is a FOTP from? Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, just to touch this movie was nominated for six Academy Awards. It lost all of them. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture. Brad Pitt got a nod for Best Actor. 
Jonah Hill got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, it was nominated for Best Achievement in Film Editing, Sound Mixing, and the screenplay was uh, nominated for Best Writing in Adapted Screenplay. And remember for the end of the movie that the movie was nominated for Best Picture. Um, all right, we got a two-hour and 14-minute long movie, which means it exceeds our capabilities uh, to record in one go. So me and Adam have already determined a a intermission spot. I will give you well uh, well in advance the heads up that the intermission is coming. Um, as always, when we do a live watch, we'll count in three, two, one, and on the beat after one, we will press play. Uh, me and I are doing a live watch. I mean, a watch party on Amazon Prime where the movie is available. So hopefully, uh, we won't have any issues. I'm just gonna have to sync up back to zero real quick. Um, Adam, if you don't have anything else to get out of the way before we get into it. Um, no, I'm just uh, grabbing a quick snack while you're talking. All right, I just, I just. Uh... All right, just I'm it. going to uh, zoom back, and then we're going to count back. We're going to count down, and we're going to get into Moneyball. One of my, just one of my, in general, most. Like it's, it's, it's. If it's on TV, I'm going to stop and put it on. I feel like we've mentioned Moneyball so many times in this podcast mm. that it's yeah, basically it comes up at least... the podcast without us even covering it. I think it came up at least once in the the supercuts. Which, by the way, I had I laughed out loud because I forgot about uh, the time you were talking about being part of a shoplifting ring at oh, the Sunoco, yeah. and I was like, it was a ring, like you had leadership. And he goes, yeah, we were like the Foot Clan. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, I, I hadn't listened to the majority of those, um, the majority of those uh, supercuts in a while, so I was really happy to go back and revisit them. They were good stuff. Again, thanks to uh, Matt for. Um, yeah, uh, so to Matt, fact. he was kind of he, Matt was kind of like the special guest host two weeks in a row. So, yeah. um, uh, I, if you hadn't mentioned to Matt already, I, I'll say it on the air because so he'll hear it there if he doesn't hear it from you. The Instagram picture that I put up um, for last week's bonus episode of Matt's uh, Matt's head on a cartoon scenario computer with an old timey radio show on the computer with our heads over it. Yeah, um, I, I I uh, came up with the idea, found the photos, and edited them while taking a poop in the Magic Kingdom. There you go. It, that that all came together very quick in a very quick. Uh, Outside of Gaston's Tavern in Fantasyland, where my wife nice. and children were enjoying a delicious LeFou's brew. Ah, fun. All right, we're going to get started. Uh, oh. uh, I'm going to count down from three. Again, it's going to be three, two, one, play. And then we're going we're gonna to get our way through. And, and let's see how much we talk about the movie this time. We, usually it's hit or miss. Sometimes we, yeah. we don't talk about the movie much. Okay, hold on. Got to, I'm controlling this from my phone, so that can be a little annoying. Three... Two, one, play. You should be seeing the, I believe, Paramount logo. Yeah, the. Is it? Is this Paramount or Columbia? That might be Columbia. Not Columbia. Good on you. I said Paramount earlier, and like as I'm think, as you just said it, I'm like, oh wait, I might be, I might have been wrong with that. Oh, uh, excuse me, Adam. Uh, never mind. Uh, because. I don't want to spoil it. It's unbelievable how much you don't know about the game you've been playing all your life. 
Mickey Mantle. Michael Scott. <laughs> I'm looking up the because uh, I I want to I, I don't remember what it lost to that year. We'll see who won all the awards that it lost to because who beat Brad Pitt? Who beat Jonah Hill? You know, uh, Ed Norton beat Brad Pitt in the bike club. Did he? Yeah. Um, this movie this this movie is like we're we're very close to the 20th anniversary of the events of this movie. Uh, what, what year was it? It said October 15th, 2001. Well, that was this. This is the flashback. Yeah. So it's not the the, the event. I guess we're a year removed because this would, that would be the next year. Yeah. The events of the majority of the film. Benjamin, if you wake up that baby with kisses, I'm going to be like delightfully <laughs> mad because it's adorable. But stop it. Um... I um, excuse me. I was just thinking. Um, I, I I can't. I it's it's a weird thing. Like, cause this act, like this happened. What we're yes. like, what we're watching happened. This isn't like actors. This is that was Derek Jeter on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like I don't follow baseball, so I have no recollection of this happening in real life. Uh, um, I, the only reason i remember anything about this year was of course i mean going back to what you would have already heard uh prior to the show this was the year um uh everyone was behind the yankees because if if you remember what you saw a bit this happened in october of 2001 um there was the big feel good run to the world series for the yankees that year um uh, funny, uh, not funnily enough, but they lost. They ended up not winning that World Series. They lost to Arizona, I believe. Hmm. Um, uh, but um, yeah, the, uh, that's that's the only reason I remember. Because no, I'm not a big baseball fan either. Like I don't remember the um winning streak that'll happen later. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Um. And this was at a time when I occasionally would have flipped on a sports center, just like like late at night, like with nothing else on. Yeah. Uh, but I did not. Um, did not that year. I was I was trying to think of movies that Ugh. are based movies Sorry, that I are just, based just... around actual events mm-hmm. um, that happened in my lifetime that I don't remember. Um, and another, the only thing that could come to mind. Was there's a, a documentary on Netflix called Don't Fuck With Cats? Oh yeah. Yeah, me and me and Becky talked about that because we should have we should have remembered that. It was yeah. like a huge international thing. Yeah. No recollection. But no no recollection of that movie whatsoever. Uh for for the record, uh this movie this is one of those years where the wrong movie won. Um what, the, what artist, the artist won that year. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Jean Dujardin, <laughs> whatever his name is, uh, friend of the Fat P, because he's in Wolf of Wall Street, uh, yeah. beat uh, Brad Pitt for Best Actor. Um, Christopher Plummer uh, won for Beginners, which I don't even know what that is. Why he beat out Jonah Hill? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Uh, the Descendants, uh, the um. George Clooney movie won Best Adapted Screenplay, beat it up for that, which I'm fine with. The Sense is a fine movie. 
That's um, um, George Clooney, Cheyenne Woodley. Yes, where he, his wife is like away, and she dies, and it becomes clear that like she was like away cheating on him. And there's like, oh yeah. Um, you know what else was nominated for best adapted screenplay, which I wouldn't have guessed was nominated for anything that year. The Ides of March, another George Clooney movie. Um, I feel like that movie, when that movie came out, are you? Do you remember that movie at all? With um, Ides, Ides of March was Marissa Tomei and Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, but Marissa. To- it's way strange that you said Marissa Tomei first because she's like in very little of it. She's like just this reporter. It's um, yeah, but I'd rather have sex with Marissa Tomei than that's a lie. I'd rather bang Ryan the, Gosling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, in the movie, uh, for on this is uh, the post. Uh, the exit interview almost for the season uh, with the the owner of the team. Baseball's uh, as, given that you don't you're not a big sports guy. Uh, do you know anything about how salary works in the in Major League Baseball? Um, vaguely, like my understanding of it is that like a team has like a certain salary and like that's the money they have to pay everything. Yeah, it's about it's. In most sports, most of the other sports, so football definitely, um, hockey definitely, uh, basketball has a modified version of it where you can be over a salary cap, but you have to pay money to the league to be over the salary cap. Mm. Um, Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. It's based on the money they have to spend is based on the revenue they bring in. So smaller market teams such as Oakland is going to make – less money because they have less people coming to their, their, their games. They have less people watching the games on TV, which means they have less of a, a lower contract with the, the, the networks that air their games. Um, so they don't have as much TV money coming in. So they, they just have less money than, say, like the Yankees, who have people that sell out Yankee Stadium every night. They have huge television contracts. They get yeah. huge endorsement deals with with things so like it's very it's very Jay-Z lopsided league hats. he does so right there jay-z has to pay the yankees 15 dollars every time he, he made them yankee hat more famous than a yankee can i i've heard that to be true um so yeah so like the oakland a's don't have as much money to spend on players as the yankees do we're in a, like a salary capped league it's based on the overall revenue of the, the league and the teams mm-hmm. where the cap is set. So it's more um, – there's still some disparity. Like in the NHL, I, the Arizona Coyotes, even though there's a cap, don't necessarily have as much money to spend as like the New York Rangers. But it's not as disparate as it is um, it's not as in, in Michigan. It's for the Oakland Athletics where they're like – they're trading players for stocked vending machines and shit. Yeah. Like like that 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 that's key right. You'll see later on that they have to pay for their soda. Where like in New York he the soda machine was free because they have the money for that. Um when I said disparate, I immediately flashed to a second a second edition of Matt supercutting us trying to say big words. <laughs> Never have I been less sure of my intelligence than listening to that supercut. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. I do know the names of some of these players. I, I know Giambi. Like, 
I know. I don't know Damon. Johnny Damon was a big part of the the Red Sox World Series teams. Hmm. He was an outfielder. Uh, there was just a name on the board, Barry Zito. I remember him being a pitcher. They don't. I don't think they mentioned him at all in this. Um, from what I remember reading, a lot of these guys are actual baseball scouts. Yeah. I remember reading that some I mean I think I read it on like IMDB, but I remember that reading that as well. Uh, remind me in case I forget when we see um when we're about an hour in and we see him meet with the owner again. Mm-hmm. That's the scene before our, our break point. Gotcha. Because I'm kind of nervous at this point. Can you move things without like affecting the, the playing and just like yeah, see if the I time? Hit, if I hit like the up or down button, it brings up the timeline without affecting the thing. It brings me the timeline and then tells me at the bottom that you're controlling the video play. Hmm. Oh, so you couldn't even stop it if you wanted to, could you? No, I don't think so. All right, because as we get closer, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I just I, hit I'm play. A, I just hit pause, and it yelled at me and said that I, I, I I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm afraid to touch anything, considering how it is with having to do it with my phone. Because mm-hmm. immediately we got home, and we immediately lost the Fire Stick remote. Nice. Wait, did I tell you about the crazy differences about the resorts down there? I forget yeah. if I told the crazy because we when we first got down there, we stayed. Originally, when we had planned to go down, we were going down because Becky's aunt was using her vacation club points to get us a room at the one of the top tier. There's three tiers. There's deluxe, moderate, and value. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got us a room for seven days in a deluxe resort. I've never stayed at a deluxe resort down there. I've only stayed moderates. So we were like, yeah, this will be nice. We'll get a it's it's the at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can see the animals. They have a savanna in the in the between the two buildings. You wake okay. up every day and you walk to get coffee and you see giraffes and zebras. Which uh Ben yelled at the giraffes every day because they were eating the branches and he kept telling them they weren't allowed to eat. And um Amelia Ben's de- yeah, Ben uh, Amelia decided that every animal is a dino. Yeah. So she would just yell dino at everything. Um, but anyway, so when we we figured out our schedule and Becky's schedule and what we could actually do, we realized there was time on, on the front end where she could like work a, a, a stretch and then have extra time off. So we booked a cheaper, like three day stay at one of the value resorts, the lower the lowest tier. Mm-hmm. Um the differences were somewhere like you expect, like the rooms were bigger at the deluxe. There was certain amenity, amenities like a spa and a, a gym at the deluxe that they didn't have at the value. The bus, the buses came more frequently at the, the deluxe mm-hmm. to take you to the park. But then there was little things that I was like surprised at. Like for instance, we got into the room and immediately turned the air conditioning on. And when you turn it on in the value resort, it was set to 68. And then you could not turn it lower than 68. Hmm. Once we got to the deluxe resort, you turn it on. It's set at 68, but you can turn it down lower than that. And then I was like, that's a, what a bizarre class, like class (laughs) divide. 
Like you only the rich are allowed to freeze. Yeah. Um, and then the internet, which when you think about it, makes a lot of sense. Oh, here we have uh, one of the first flashbacks to uh, uh, Billy Bean's story um, where you find out that he was promised the moon and then it's it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to tell who you should feel for in this story because they're not lying to him. They think he is this great player. He's going to be this great player. Yeah. It's up to him to be this great player. Like like are you supposed to feel like he was kind of duped and gave up what would have been the safer bet of a college career a college education? To take this chance, or are you supposed to realize I, that, like the, is it is it more a, I you know what? And as I'm talking about, it, I'm realizing the point you're supposed to get is the system's broken. Yeah, I think what I'd always took from it is that he was kind of, he was promised the world, and realistically, what he needed was some ex- some college ball experience. Um, it, it what it's saying is. Like they're valuing the wrong things in a player, which is yeah. the point. Uh, the this team, um, the Cleveland Indians that they're meet, he's meeting with, Mark Shapiro, um, d- no longer exists in its in its current iteration in this film. How do they exist? They have, uh, they have. Uh, I don't want to say succumbed because I feel like they did it gracefully. Unlike, oh, um, that's right. They they changed their name, right? Yeah, they they are no longer the Indians. Um, they are the Guardians, something like that. Yeah, no, it, it's the Guardians, which is which is interesting because they keep that I A N S at the end. Yeah, um, we're still waiting for a new. I believe next season we will be. It will be revealed what the um, new team name is for the currently named Washington Football Team. They should just leave it at that. A lot of people are saying that. They're like, I kind of like it. It it like it's old school. Like the uniforms are old school. They have no logo on the helmet, just a number. Yeah. It's kinda it's it's not bad. Like it's I um our brother, a friend of the podcast, Paul, um, is the host of a fantasy football league, which I am in, and um I I forgot that like naming your team something funny was part of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So like every I noticed like I like one day I logged in and like everyone was just like, you know, like team A, team B, team C. And then like the next day I logged in and everybody had like names. And I was like, ah oh, shit. So I kind of like panicked and I was like, what do I name my team? And this was right after um this was like right after uh the Washington football team name was announced. So I was like, all right, I can't just I'm I'm, I'm gonna name my team football team. But I was like, no, I need something classier. So I named it Football Team in Spanish, which is Equipo de Football. De Football. Football Americano. Football North Americano. Oh, did you um, see the tweet I said? Because your phone just vibrated, I think, right? Yeah, I got two text messages. Um, not from me, right? Because I was meant to be texting my wife. No, no. Okay, just checking. Um, uh, did you see my tweet about how you wanted to replace my baby screaming with the sound of your phone uh, connecting and unconnecting from the... the oh, I did <laughs> see that. I enjoyed that. Um, 
This is, uh, to get back to the movie, this is Billy's first experience seeing uh, Jonah Hill's character, um, who goes by a different name in the movie than the character, the, the, per- the person the character is named after. Uh, in the movie, he's named Peter Brand. The real person is named Paul De Podesta, um, who is currently, I believe, uh, very high up, and and according to this Wikipedia link, the de facto president of the Cleveland Browns in the NFL currently. Oh, um, I don't so know why, but like when you were like, he is currently. I thought you were going to say like CFO of Walmart. I don't know why. No. Uh, just a uh, just a little fun off the top of your head because uh, our top five this week is not top five Jonah Hill movies, but that was a, one of my uh, um, suggestions. Uh, what do you have up there for your top five Jonah Hill movies, Adam? Um, I'm going Superbad. Okay. I remember seeing Superbad in the theaters. So And I. laughing. Like, it was one of the funny... It's been forever since... I The, the two most recent movies I could think of that, that I had that ex- experience where you're just, the entire theater is hysterical. Yeah. Um, was this, not I me, mean, not this, uh, yeah, Moneyball. I went and saw Moneyball in the theater. We were all cracking the fuck up. Uh, no, uh, Superbad and The Hangover. Mm-hmm. But okay, do you would say Superbad? I'd say, um, Superbad, um, Shit, I just had it and I forgot the name of the movie. Uh, I'll go back. Oh, Superbad. Uh, this is Moneyball, Superbad, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and got then, my uh, list so far. Huh? You have my list so far. Um, it's not really a Jonah Hill movie, but every time he's on screen, he like he just steals the scene. Is forgetting his Sarah character Marshall. forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yeah. <laughs> just my my favorite thing is like when he goes to take the uh Jason Siegel's plate and he's like, Oh, I'm still eating. He's like, Oh, fuck me, right? And he's like, What? And he's like, <laughs> Mahalo, and just walks away. <laughs> and I also, um, because of forget his role in forgetting Sarah Marshall, I often quote uh his line when Russell Brand is singing and he goes, he starts like adjusting himself and he's like, just went from six to midnight. <laughs> Um, uh, so you got you so far. I think you have my list. Let's see what if you can close out. I, I'm I think I'm a little torn, but I think I'm gonna. And again, the, my my number five isn't necessarily a Jonah Hill movie so much as it is I enjoy the movie as a whole, and he's a decent size of it. Okay, what would you as as number five? Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of other. I'm having a hard time thinking of other Jonah Hill things. I'm looking at his imdb.com uh, as we're speaking. War Dogs is a good one, but I don't think I'd put him up. I don't think I'd put it up there over. Yeah. Um, uh, he plays older Nate in. Um, oh, in, in, in a walk hard. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I would put Accepted. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Accepted is great. I love Accepted. There's a one of there's a um an outtake from Accepted where um he's like he's at the frat house and he um 
knocks over like a bunch of pool cues and he like catches one and then kind of like starts playing air guitar on it. He's like, <laughs> I was in a band. We uh, broke up uh, because of the Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just real quick before you, you realize, Joe, we're we're at the part of the movie where uh, uh, Peter is uh, basically giving his generalized explanation of of his theories. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not his theories necessarily. He, he he takes it from another, not takes it, but like it's from the ideas of another. I forget who wrote the the original analytics um, theory. But the base, the, the gist of it is that um, baseball general managers are paying money for players that they think are good versus um, looking at the stats and paying for wins. And to get wins, you need to score runs. And to score runs, you need to get on base. So the theory would go that a guy who doesn't have a great batting average because he's walking five times out of 10 is better than a guy who has a better batting average, but he's like hitting singles three times out of 10 versus, you know what I mean? So the the theory would go because that guy gets on base and to get on base to to score a run, you need to be on base. So standing up to go get myself another delicious natural lime white claw. Mm-hmm. Um. So, we I, I said the, the thing I always took from it was that he was kind of, you know, they throw, they throw a check with the with infinite amount of zeros at the end of it in front of them, and um. He, you know, he he throws away his his potential for, you know, a a, a life outside of baseball. Um, I don't know. I know the NBA. You have to play college ball before going into the NBA. It used to be you could go from high school. Kobe Bryant did that. LeBron James did that. But they changed the rule so that you have to play one year of college before you're eligible. To play in the NBA, are any of the other major sports like that? Like, um, I know, I know, I know, like, I know for a fact, soccer is not. There was a kid on Philadelphia, on the Philadelphia Union who was like sixteen. Um, the NFL, I don't know. Um, most players come from college, but I don't know their exact eligibility rules. Yeah. Hockey, hockey, most players, I would say most. Of especially the Canadian players don't ever play college hockey. Mm-hmm. They they have a junior hockey system in Canada. Yeah, where you basically go from high school and even during high school, I think uh, for for um, in some cases um, because it must be because they have like host families. In the like the cities where their their junior teams are based, so like if, if like for like kids under eighteen, and you go and you play in the junior system, you can play in college. Like there's there's uh, the, the the U.S. college hockey system has 
some like powerhouse schools where like it's you know not like maybe not as big a deal playing for some junior leagues but like like if you play for certain like um college hockey teams you've played for a team you know yeah um I'm sorry. But, I was just uh, I was just distracted by the fancy decanters that were on the the table in that scene where Rapid was talking to uh, Jonah Hill. Um, baseball. I don't think there is. I think you could go from high school, like you probably go unless you're like in a, like a phenom. You go from baseball to one of like the the lower leagues, like AAA or AA, mm. and work your way up, but. I don't think you have to play college ball. What if – now stay with me on this. What if okay. Amy Adams and Justin Timberlake discover you like cutting the grass of the field that they're going to see the star player play at? Then how does that work? I'm confused as to why Amy Poehler and Justin Timberlake are involved. Did in I say this. Amy Poehler? I meant Amy Adams. You did say Amy Adams, but again, I don't understand why Amy Adams is involved. Uh, it's the movie Trouble with the Curve, directed and I think written and directed by Clint Eastwood. What's the one with um, John Hamm where he, where it's he recruits? Court. Oh, right, right. I uh, know he recruits um, Indian kids who are like cricket players. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. I, oh, draft day. Draft. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but it was on like Disney Plus. For the record, I didn't have a chance to re- like have rebuttals. There was a couple movies I don't remember which specifically that I would have put over Draft Day. Draft Day is like the most recent alliterative movie I've seen. Yeah. I did enjoy it a good deal. I like a, a good Kevin Costner sports movie. There, there's very few things that uh, are consistently good like that. Um, I just, I like that was all I could think of. I I can't remember ones you know, that were even uh, more consistent than Kevin Costner sports movies. Kevin Costner Civil War movies. Mm. Uh, movies in which he dances with canines. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of sports movies, another uh, suggested list before we landed on what our top five was is a uh, top five sports movies and. Uh, Fought P. Tim Meller last night texted me a grid. It was a nine, a three by three grid of hockey movies, and it said you're only allowed to save three; the rest disappear. And on the right side of the grid, the far right side was in order: uh, D two, The Mighty Ducks, Mystery Alaska, and Goon. And I just went. Just, uh, I was like, easy for me. Just the right column. Uh, that but, is a pretty, uh, that is a pretty solid column right there. What would you say? Let's let's do a, a fun little game. What is your favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie? Yeah. Um. Shit. Um, I might say Major League. I would say, I would say this. Money oh ball. wait, I'm going to say. But here's Major League or Rookie of the Year. Money okay, ball. I was going to say. Oh, did, 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 did you say Moneyball? Moneyball. <laughs> yeah, he's saying Moneyball. Cool. Moneyball. Um, I was going to say, what's your favorite? 
Um, cause I, I, I would say this is my favorite baseball movie, but if I had to pick a movie where the, um, the main character was a player, I would say rookie of the year. Cause it also describes, uh, disqualifies little big league. If you put those parameters on it. Yeah. Though he is a manager too. I think managers count. They wear a uniform. They wear a uniform. Okay. What's your favorite football movie? Um, the replacements. Replacements is good. It's one of those I'll put on uh, if it's on TV. But mine's probably any given Sunday. I say actually, now that you mention it, we both had you had any you had Al Pacino's speech for any in any given Sunday, and I had Gene Hackman's speech in the replacements on our monologue lists. What's your favorite basketball movie? Um. I think I've only seen like three. One did of them. Two of, did the two of them have the word space jam in them? <laughs> huh? I said, did two of them have the word space and jam in them? <laughs> yeah, and I haven't even finished the second one. But I would, I probably, I'd probably say um, Space Jam is my Same. favorite. Same. I'm trying to think of the base, basketball movies I've seen. Does Teen uh, Wolf count? No. Yes. Because. Basketball is a decent size of it. Team Wolf, because the the third base basketball movie I've seen is Like Mike. I have I've seen Like Mike. I've seen Teen Wolf. I've seen both Space Jams. I've seen Hoosiers. I've never seen Hoosiers. It's in my blind. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, What's your favorite hockey movie? Um, uh, it's a toss up between the those three in the right column, honestly. Um, Mine's def- definitely Goon. I mean, Goon is very high. It's like, it's literally like, it's a photo finish between D two, Goon and Mystery Alaska. Goon um, does a great job of being a, a good sports story, mm-hmm. but also being underratedly funny. Like, yeah, like Sean William Scott is very funny in that movie. Yeah, thanks for looking close. Babies, are we really getting started now? God damn. Are both of them awake? Yeah, both. God damn these kids. Um, I, I bet you I forget the Philip Seymour because it it's not a very like Philip Seymour Hoffman y role. He's yeah. not some sort of subtle creep. <laughs> Which um, I think was his real uh, wheelhouse. Me and Alex uh, keep quoting the Family Guy bit where uh, uh, Peter and Lois are on the cruise and she says something about feeling like Kate Winslet and she's a, he's like, who? It's like, you know, in Titanic, the female lead in Titanic. And Peter's like, honey, <laughs> that was that. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, oh, uh, this, uh, my, uh, I had a whole uh, plan for um, like a bit that we're going to do for my intro where I was going to say I'm Zach Weiss and then I was going to snap and then you were going to go you want me to talk and I was like yeah when I snap a point to you you talk and then you you were going to say uh, he gets on base (laughs) that would have been good literally up until about 15 minutes before you were ready to go that was my intro, and then I thought of the the David Justice uh, 
nah, I'm 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 paying half your Yankees paid half your salary. Yeah, I thought of that. Um, I like on the right side of my screen. I don't know what it says on your screen, but oh, it, showed, have, it tells me. I hid I hid the chat because it was eating up half yeah. my screen. Um. Yeah, I love this movie. Like again, this is one of those at the the risk of uh, incringing on another popular movie podcast. Uh, this is one of my most rewatchable movies. Mm. Um, there's only a handful nowadays. I would say I I uh, I have to put it on if it's on. Yeah, you know, I think a part of it is I don't have access to a lot of the movie channels. My cable package isn't very extensive, so I have like FX, AMC, uh, TNT does movies sometimes, TBS. Um, so like, the, the, there's only like a handful of movies that are circulating on those channels at any given time. You know, it's been a real big swing and a miss for me lately. AMC. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what's been having good movies. I ended up watching. We were planning on watching one thing down in Disney, and I ended up hijacking the TV and watching the last three quarters of uh, Castaway on Freeform. I keep um, it's been so long since I've watched Moneyball that I keep getting lost in the movie, and like I just mm-hmm. stopped listening to what you're talking about. Uh, okay, especially since I I love this scene. Where like where Brad Pitt is just like giving this room of guys like the worst news they've heard all year. Yeah, <laughs> I we didn't mention in the first uh, uh, scout meeting. There's some line about they they talk about one guy that goes, oh, no, he's got an ugly girlfriend. Ugly girlfriend means he doesn't have any confidence." Yeah. I feel like a lot of these guys like look like that. The guy, the redhead, the reddish hair dude, looks super familiar. The, Jim the, Gaffigan's um, co- uh, cousin. The guy, the guy with the spiky hair and the glasses, looks familiar. The guy to his left looks familiar. Um, the one guy is the chief from Rescue Me. Right. Which, uh, especially all the documentaries I've been watching today, uh, given the uh, the occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, has got me kind of itching to watch Rescue Me again. Yeah, I want to rewatch that series. Uh, I, if I haven't mentioned it on the show, I will mention it again. Quite possibly the most emotionally devastated in the moment uh, any form of multimedia has ever made me was an episode of Rescue Me. Oh, yeah. When he's running. When he's rescuing. Yeah, when he's rescuing, and you're like, when and you're like who's he gonna, who's he rescuing? And then you realize it's me. It's me. He's rescuing me. I like this guy, the guy with the hearing aid. He's my favorite of the scouts. Yeah, so like, you got hope. That guy, okay. that guy, kind of lays it out like this. This dude who's talking, the guy with the brown hair, he he thinks he's hot shit. When really all he does is go, hey, I got an idea. The dude with the hearing aid said it best. He's like, he doesn't have to fucking, he's, they're paying us to just, you know, to do what we do, but they don't have to listen to a goddamn word we say. 
Um, question for you, Adam. Uh, I, I do want to thank Adam on the air for looking after my house. Um, while we were in Florida, he came out a, a couple times and checked on the house, especially after a bad storm when, uh, for all we knew, a tree had fallen through our house. No. Uh, everything ended up being okay. Did you do run the dishwasher? No. Because we came home. I didn't even know you had a dishwasher. We purposely didn't run the dishwasher when we were away. Like what before we left? Because Becky wanted to turn it on as we were leaving the house. I was like, no, what if it like floods or whatever? We don't need that shit, so just leave it. Um we came home and the dishwasher was full of water and there was water all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't touch the dishwasher. The dad, I know you brought him up here. No, he stayed in the car. <laughs> uh, um, I love this where they call him and they're like, Hey, can we talk? And they're like, Yeah, they're like, All right, cool, let us in. Is, is it this movie or was it Guardians that he got like in shape for? It was this, right? No, it was um, it was Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, right, right, right. Was that yeah, he was got that this year too? He got fucking jacked for Zero Dark Thirty. What year was Zero Dark Thirty? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, if I remember correctly, he got jacked for Zero Dark Thirty. And um, he, um, like, no, no, zero, I mean, unless they filmed us because Zero Dark Thirty was 2012, and he's not like a schlub. Like Andy Dwyer was like a fat, like chubby schlub for the first yeah. like couple seasons. He's not that in this, unless he's like in the process. Yeah, he's like getting there. Get jacked for Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty almost made my top five. A spoiler alert. Um, Zero Dark Thirty. I think I've only ever seen half that movie. <laughs> It's. I like the way it's shot and how it's like almost which, almost documentary style. Which, um, when when we get to the the what have you been watching section, I think I'm um, based on something that I watched in the in the couple weeks that Zach has been away. Um, I think I'm going to sit down and watch fully um, Zero Dark Thirty. But if I remember correctly, um, when it came time to cast. Starling in Guardians of the Galaxy, they were like, let's cast Chris Pratt. And like the person, their only knowledge of Chris Pratt was Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. Look at this picture of him from fucking Zero Dark Thirty, jacked to all fucking hell. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, he could do it. If this was a different situation where like he had arranged this meeting, that would have been like an obvious. Ploy, mm-hmm. just there with the daughter coming in to uh, to yeah. uh, emote sympathy. Uh, talk for a second. I gotta bathroom real quick. I I love how like I just love how like it's it it's like it this whole the whole thing just seems very like I don't know like it just seems like kind of like pirate baseball like they just show up at dudes' houses and call them. And tell them they're outside and want to like discuss contracts and shit. And they're in and out in like five minutes and like and then fucking this this bitch with AIDS. She shows up. Um I don't know, it's just it the whole the whole idea of like what they're doing, it, it just seems so like attractive. Like it's it just seems cool to what is what they're doing. 
I do, uh, do need to correct you real quick. Uh, pirate baseball is how they do things in Pittsburgh. Exactly. Um, oh, excuse me. See, because that's where the, the pirates. That's where the that's where the pirates play. Yes. Um, Zach, I was talking about it the other day at work, and I can't remember the exact title. What is the name of that Spike Jones short movie with the robots? Is it I'm Still Here? Oh, fuck. I forget all of that. Like I, I, All I can remember is a, a vague wisp of the concept in the back of my mind. I don't even remember what happens in that. Is that like a robot love story? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say what. Like all I'm going to say is it's a robot love story because I remember. I feel like like no, I'm still like, here. Is the Joaquin Phoenix? Um, no, that, I thought that was I'm not there. I don't. Maybe I don't, uh, hold because on because there's also a movie. There's also a movie about Bob Dylan where Kate Blanchett plays Bob Dylan at one point that I'm pretty sure is called I'm Not There. I don't fucking know. All I I'm know here. is there's a robot movie. There's a short film directed by Spike I'm Jones. Here, it's called. I'm Here. With Andrew Garfield as the <laughs> oh, main shit, character. It is him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a short film called I'm Here by Spike Jones about two robots <laughs> in love. And it is. I forgot like, about this. It, like, I remember Zach and his roommate, Sam Bai, uh, came to me one week when I stayed up at their house in Westchester. <laughs> And it before, is like, before we get away from the scene, though, real quick, I just sorry to interrupt. If I could pause you for a second, if you could pause, because um, <laughs> I like that that super mix, super cut, made me laugh. Is like how often he said it. And I, even at one point, I was like, "Stop pausing me." Uh, yeah. I love Spike Jones' character with like the the sandals and the like trying to uh, trying to be like a good guy and connect with Brad Pitt and like. Did we just is did we just miss the part where he mispronounces Giambi? Uh yeah, I think so. That that but like, like, but like he's like, like GM, GM Ambi I'm, or something like that. I'm glad he's not villainized at all in this movie because he's generally like you can tell he's generally a, a nice guy and like he's trying his best as a stepdad and like a a, a partner to a woman with a ex that's still in their life. Yeah. Um, this is the first uh, mentioning of my intro. Uh, the song, uh, I think it's just called The Show. Yeah, I'm the- glad I changed it because I originally had it as just like the first, the first like pre, like, the verse, like the, like the uh, whatever the, um, whatever the lines are at the beginning of the song. Just uh, you're a little caught up in them. I was yeah. going to say like you're a podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, just a podcast host caught in the middle. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I went with the the lead in the pre-chorus into the the, the name of the song. Um, I, I think you may have cut me off before I said it, but the first oh yeah, we're talking about here. Singing the song name is Lenka, L-E-N-K-A. Oh, the the, the one who actually. Yeah. Not the not the actress. No, no. Um. I love this. Sh- I love that shot that you- they had of Brad Pitt like watching her play. Um. Because it's it's honestly it's a, um, it's a it's a it's a sensation I've had before, 
where like one of my kids will do something and I just stop and go, holy shit, like I made that. Like I made a small person who can now read. Like, um, yeah, it was like, um, not to, to get too sentimental and keep bringing it back to the Disney trip, but I did not have a good time driving down there. It was very long. It was through the night. Becky drives like an asshole. So when it was her turn to drive, I was literally... She drove the last three hours, like from right inside Georgia to Disney World. And I swear to you, I gripped the handle on the door for three whole hours because she does this thing. When I'm driving highway driving, I like to put a little cushion on either side of me, front and back. So I'll do a good, I'll, I'll do a good clip until I can get into like, and I'll pass cars mm-hmm. until I can get into a situation where there's no one ahead of me for like a good like like couple dozen feet. There's no one behind me for a good couple dozen feet, and then I just stay there. For as long as I can until cars step coming up from behind me and then I need to do it all again. Becky is in a race with everyone on the road. So if there's a car in front of her, first off, she's doing 90 constantly. And she will do 90 directly at the back of the car in front of her until she's maybe like a dozen feet away from the car. Then she'll switch lanes. Um, Real quick, to, to hop back to the movie real quick. How do you feel about the guy who plays young Brad Pitt? Not bad. I think yeah, I think there's a fairly good casting. Um, not nearly as good as the casting of in uh, It Chapter Two of uh, the kid with the glasses and uh, fucking Bill Hader. Uh, Bill Hader. That's fucking spot on. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's still pretty good. But uh, like I said, she's a maniac. When she waits till the last second to switch as she's on ass and somebody, she'll rush at the back of a car when there's no way for her to get over to go around it. So that she rushes at it and then has to slow down. I was like, just don't rush at it. Anyway, I didn't enjoy the drive down there. But when we got there, we stayed. I had mentioned many times over the course of Toy Story Month, which came up last week, um, when uh, or two weeks ago when Matt's girlfriend asked if we did Toy Story. Yeah. Um, Ben's a huge Toy Story fan, and we at the Value Resort we stayed at. They had we stayed in a Toy Story building, which had giant statues of Buzz and Woody in the courtyard. And um, it's not exactly like seeing somebody your kid do something that you're proud of, or like you can't believe they're the. But like what that that it was one of the first real I could put my finger on moments of it's all worth it to because of this kind of moments. Yeah. When when he walked up into the courtyard and just did not know what to do with himself because Buzz and Woody were here. Um made made the the effort of the drive worth it in a way I kind of expected I would have, but not to that like level. That's what I hate about kids is that like they they make you do shit that you don't want to do, and then like they make what you don't want to do worth doing, and it fucking irks me. Fucking kids. How far in the movie are we currently at? Uh, 46, 48 minutes. Excuse me. Really? Already? 
Yeah. That's quick. We're further along than I thought we were. Um, we're about uh twenty minutes from intermission. This is the twenty minute warning. For uh, for intermission. I'm still like I'm still racking my brain because like in my head, in my head, Brad Pitt is a is a friend of the podcast, but I don't. He's not. I looked up his IMDb. Um, what did I, what did I t- what joke did I make? He he was in that. Um, I said he was in some some uh, movie uh, that we didn't release, and it was like some ridiculous movie. Oh, I don't remember. The the joke I can think of now was he was in that Twelve Years a Slave podcast that he was in. No, was which I I've never seen Twelve Years a Slave on, from my blind side. It, he's not he's not supposed to be in that movie. He is in that movie, but he does like it's kind of like um, he produced the movie. Oh, okay. And because he produces a lot of movies, like a lot of movies, like big award season movie has his fingerprints on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like he produced it and he kind of snuck his way in there when he did not need to be in that movie. Happy Feet 2 was the name, was the movie oh, I joked. It, yeah. Um, yeah, um, he's I not in you, my favorite Brad Pitt performance is the performance of his in the uh, remember the uh, the Sarah Silverman song I'm fucking that David. Oh, yeah, where he's like the delivery, the FedEx delivery and guy in the, in the Jimmy Kimmel rebuttal of uh, I'm fucking Ben Affleck. He plays the FedEx delivery guy. He goes, I, I, mean, a... I just love the line of like, uh, look, Jimmy Kimmel blows up a candle and Brad Pitt just goes, What'd you wish for? I was trying what to is... explain who's I. Oh, I was trying to explain Moneyball to Haley, my daughter, earlier, and I was like, "It's a true story, and it's like about a, basically about like a team who like tries to cheat the system and buy players that everybody undervalues for because they have like something wrong with them." And she's like, "What? Like they're mentally di- di- disabled?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, but like, I was like, well, it's a sequel to Ringer, and like." The guy pitches weird, and the one dude's old, and things like that. Would you watch that movie? First off, they wouldn't make that movie. No, but not would at you watch? They would you watch the movie? movie? It's called the Bench Warmers. Uh, um, kind of, yeah. But would you watch a movie where a major league baseball team hires a bunch of bunch of uh, met, uh like educationally deficient players? Because they're so strong. I, I just, I would just be sitting there the whole time. God like, did this happen? Like, is this happening oh. right now? Like, should I be watching Mommy. baseball? God, I hate myself for saying because they're so strong. <laughs> it had to be said. What? Oh, you want your cup? Here, hold on. Who's um, your favorite baseball player of all time? Uh, Ken Griffey Jr., I guess, because of that Super Nintendo game. Mine is Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. I bought a Sega Genesis. Um, when me and my wife first started dating, I bought a Sega Genesis off Amazon. And it came with, like, random games. Like, it came with... 
um, a Sonic 2. It came with a Tecmo Bowl, and it came with a baseball game who, that I do not remember the name of. But I played the baseball game, and I was playing, you know, at, from being from, you know, the Philadelphia area, from being from Philadelphia, I was like, all right, I have to play as the Phillies. So I play as the Phillies, and my first at-bat, my first batter is Lenny Dykstra. And I'm like, this just became the greatest game ever. <laughs> the the best was – see, all right, here's where I think the movie really picks up is now we're now we're playing baseball. Now, now we're in baseball mode. So it kind of like there's stakes now that there wasn't before. Before it was just moving names and numbers around. Now, now, now there's stakes. So it might see, and that might be why it felt like we weren't that far into the movie because the movie, to me, while I love the whole movie, like to see where they go visit uh, Hadfield. Uh, that's the name, right? Hadfield? Had, Hatterfield. Or is it Hatterberg? It's got it's Hatterberg. Hatterberg. That's here you go. Um, I love that scene. I love like. Come on, man. We talked about this for two weeks while we were in Florida that you weren't going to do this. I said, we brought you down here. You owe me now. I said that. And you agreed. We shook. There was a notary. Um, I love that, like, that, that's those seeds. But, like, once it, once, like I said, Yo, once can we just talk about how much of a bitch that reporter was? She's like, so your brother's worth way more money than you are. What's up with that? I remember that guy playing for the Phillies, uh, Jeremy Giambi, because they, they trade him to the Phillies. They trade him to the Phillies at, at some point. And I remember him. I remember hearing his name in connection with the Phillies. Um, I forget where I was going with my other my other points. This reporter is a bitch. Well, look, she's got like a neck scarf. What'd you say? He's vaguely hot, though. I don't think so. She looks like Mo Collins from uh, Mad TV. I'm very into the Mo Collins look. You are super into Mo. You had posters of Mo Collins on your wall when. Ugh. I wish I had a cooler with some ice because my beer is not as cold as I would like to be. Wish I had a little bit cooler. Wish I was a booler. Then it could. <laughs> Stop it. Ugh. I hate when I hate when people say things like to, like that to yeah. me. You know who? You know what I hate? Have you ever ridden the elevator with a nun? <laughs> yeah, I worked at a Catholic nursing home. Yeah, exactly. So I used to work at a Catholic hospital, and I would always hold the door for the nuns, or like I would let the nuns get off the elevator before me, and I would always be like, "Have a good day, have a good day, sister," and they would be like, "Oh, have a good day." God bless you. I'm like, fuck you. Why are you trying to one-up me? You See, that's your problem. You can't call him sister. That acknowledges their authority. You gotta call him sister. Yeah. I like I like the, the whole thing of um, his superstition of not watching the game. Right. Um, Zach, let me ask you a question. How do you See that one Marine pointed another Marine for some reason? Yeah. That's what they do. This point, yes, yeah, they just marines just point all the time at other marines. It's probably, it's probably just been hoo-ha. yeah. Um, how do you feel? I think we touched on it in the, the, the Pearl Harbor podcast about how dad got really upset at us for watching the Ghost of You the uh, Ghost of You music video by My Chemical yeah. Romance. Um, 
How do you feel? I don't. I I doubt we talked about it on that podcast. No, we mentioned it, but we did. I I don't think I don't think so because we would he would still be lecturing us about it right now. That's true. No, we definitely we, we definitely mentioned it. Um, how do you feel about like people's versions of the national anthem? That's fine. Like, I remember recently, maybe not recently, it was probably a couple years ago, and, just, and I have no sense of time. Um, do you remember when, like, there was, like, a, a video of, like, Flea playing the national anthem at, like, a Lakers game? No. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, he, like, he played the national anthem at a basketball game on bass, because that's what he plays, and it was just fucking weird. Like, Yeah, that's... No song... Should be only the bass. Yeah. Um. It's it just like I, I I feel like like I remember I remember joking like at one point like Christina Aguilera sang the the national anthem at the Super Bowl one year, and I remember joking about like people betting on how long her national anthem was going to go on. Would you ever see there's carry out notes? There's a bit a Saturday Night Live skit. I don't know. I think it's it's Maya Rudolph. I think she's playing Beyonce, but she also might just be playing a generic like R and B singer. R and B singer singing the national anthem, and she's like like drawing out every. Oh yeah. I don't know, just like it's to some in some degrees, it I I appreciate it. Um, like I I I, I appreciate the um. I appreciate Jimi Hendrix's "Star Spangled Banner" at um, at Woodstock, um, but I don't know, my favorite, of course, is Roseanne's. Huh? My my favorite, of course, is Roseanne's. Yeah, of course. But it, like something like that, exactly. Like that's a perfect example. Like it, it just seems like I'll bet you Dad well, has that, an issue with Roseanne. Well, that that is she was purposely. Being like a poor singer. No, but, I so know that, but I'm saying I'll I mean there's 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 something there's something about the fact that the national anthem is played before sporting events in general, like in the first place. That's a debate in, in and of itself. Can I pause uh, for a second? Yeah. Um, on the topic that I brought up. As Ben Aff- as Ben Affleck, as Brad Pitt just exited that office, he walked past the guy wearing a hat. T-shirt and power. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta let your shit air out before you get in the shower. Because especially in baseball, something about the the, the, the clay in the baselines, it if it cakes up in there, when water hits it, it becomes noxious. Yeah. Fact. I know. I know. I I own three claw hammers. Okay, I will lend you my nicest of my claw hammers to kill that kid. She was asleep. I wish she had stayed asleep. Yeah, I wish she just stayed the fuck asleep and be and quiet. Um, what did you say that halfway point was? Like a minute eight or an hour eight? Yeah. Because we're at an hour right now, so All right, yeah, we're coming up on this, that. Because um... the meeting they have, because the scene before I said is the meeting with the owner, 
where they they're they, it's him and Jonah Hill, and they're talking about how they need more time for it to play out. Mm. Um, and then it's the next scene, the scene after that, which is him and his daughter eating ice cream. Um, that that after that scene, we'll be taking our intermission. In which case, I will smother one to two children. It's it's going to be more than more than zero. Yeah. But um, maybe maybe less than two. It, it might be less than two. This this scene right here always made me laugh for some reason, because they're throwing like they they work for the Oakland A's, which is a baseball team, but they're throwing around a football with the Oakland A's logo on it, <laughs> and it just always struck me as funny for some reason. Do you think this is? Is this Brad Pitt's most you forget it's Brad Pitt performance? Um, Do you think this is a you forget it's Brad Pitt performance in the first place? Probably, yeah. I think he plays well enough not who you think of as Brad Pitt in general. Like, even when he's a vampire in um, yeah. Interview with the Vampire, he's a, a pretty vampire. You yeah. know what I mean? In my head, you're, you're like, when he played a vampire in Twilight New Moon. <laughs> when he played the penguin in Happy Feet, too. I like that um, I like that picture to the left of Jonah Hill. Zach, do you know who that is? Is that Joe Strummer? It is. Check out the big brain on Brett. Grabbing a drink. I'm sorry. I, I can't respond immediately. Zach, bolt to the head or five to the chest and bleed to death. Um, I, of course you take the, the one to the head. Um, I would... Oh, by the way, um, uh, you should have said check out the punk brain on Brett. Or or if you want to get into... If we're talking punk, check out the bad brains on Brett. Ooh, well played. Yeah, I'm drinking delicious White Claw. <laughs> Dude, I drank so much seltzer, like, drinks down there. Like, that was my, like... In the park, if I needed, like, to, like a nice cool-off drink... That was a drink and not like a water. I find yeah. a stand with a seltzer. Um, drank a lot of seltzer. Drank a lot of uh, uh, mojitos. The pool bar made a very nice cucumber and mint uh, mojito that I had several of. I um, I was just thinking because of this scene. Um, I've always wanted to be on a plane where, like, the chairs, the the seats are set up like that, where it's like, are they, like four the ones chairs that, like, face facing each other? a table. Yeah, it's like a sports team play, so they can play cards and shit. It's like sports teams and the wonders from uh, that thing you do. Oh, you're talking about the the O'Neaters from Erie PA? Hey, that's on Netters. Uh, yeah, so we did five piece, the O'Neaters. American League West is four teams. Uh, I think it's it might be more now. I feel like they realigned. 
At some point, I think there was four. No, there could have been four divisions. I don't know. That does seem like a small division. Um, Who's in the American League West? Seattle? What? Who's in the American League West? Seattle, Oakland. Who else was on that list? Texas? Was it Texas? That seems... Yeah, that seems right. Texas probably would have come in with the West instead of the Central. I like um, a little bit later in the movie where um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman won't listen to Brad Pitt and keeps playing the players that Brad Pitt doesn't want him to play. So, like, Brad Pitt, like, in the span of, like, 30 seconds, just, like, trades or, like, sends down. I like how you're jumping ahead to talk about like, well, no, because I was just like, I was just watching, like, it, it just in the thing, it was like, um, it was, it was a scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman was like making a call, and Brad Pitt obviously wasn't happy about it. Um, do you think there's another Brad Pitt? Um, oh, so this is the scene before the scene. So, everybody get ready, we're going to be pausing shortly. Um, um, is, is there another Brad Pitt movie where he's driving as much as he drives in this? Um, in the movie Drive, he's not in Drive, Adam. That's right. In the music video for fucking Ben Affleck, he does drive a UPS truck. Where's it set? Um, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. He drives he a plays, penguin car in Happy Feet Two. Brad Pitt plays the little Bow Wow. <laughs> Oh goodness! It took me a second to know, figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> that went over your head a little bit. <sighs> oh, Brad Pitt! I thought I paused it accidentally for a second. <laughs> oh shit! You know what I was just thinking? I don't have the ability to pause the TV. All right, so this is the scene right here, everybody. Uh, as soon as the scene is over. I'm hopefully going to be pausing it because my my uh, my phone's acting up, of course. Well, I'm trying to... Alright, I think I'm like, Can you stop it? Jesus fucking Christ, for fucking once. Can I record a podcast without you running your guy right now? Moneyball's on. Stop it. You love Brad Pitt. You told me that. I like I liked him telling her uh, like, don't go on the internet. Yeah. Which, like, is 2001. Did the internet really exist? Yeah, it's not like it was now. Like, it seems like, like, like now that means don't go on your phone. Don't go to, don't, like, don't look at your refrigerator. Because your refrigerator's connected to the internet now. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, I remember... Like, in 2002, we might have still had a computer room. Yeah. I I remember when we had, um, like, when we first got, like, AOL and shit. Like, the only website I would really go on was, like, the Crazy Bones right. website. Hold on a second. I think we're going to... Oh, yeah. We're going to stop for a sec. Pause. All right. So, if you pause when I pause, you're at one hour, eight minutes, and nine milliseconds. Brad Pitt is shaving his face 
in his office. We are going to take a break. We're going to stop our recording and restart it. I'm going to try to wrangle these babies into a sleeping pattern. Uh, and then we are going to bust out the last hour or so, hour, hour eight at this point, I think, or even less, eight hour. Hour five. Hour five. Oh, that probably includes credits. Yeah. Uh, then we'll do our top five for the week. We're going to do our what are you watching. Could be next week. We'll say goodbye. And then we'll, uh, I guess, go to sleep. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Um, All right. So uh, we'll be back with you guys in a few minutes. Just sit tight. Uh, we'll continue. Hey. It'll see we'll see much hey. quicker for you. Are you going to put the hey. ad here, Em? I see. We'll be, we'll be right back. After a quick word from our sponsors. There you go. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to this very special live watch edition of uh, Summer Movie Club. We are halfway through Moneyball. We've talked about Moneyball, I'd say, about half the time. Yeah, a decent amount. Uh, like I said, um, I, I I feel like you, you mentioned it in your notes for Wolf of Wall Street. And I feel like I did the same thing for Wolf of Wall Street. We're like... I forgot I was supposed to be taking notes, and I just was like watching the movie. Like I feel like I keep getting caught up in the movie um, because I, it's like again, I we we talk about this movie all the time. Um, we both love this movie, and I haven't watched it in a, in a while. Um, so I keep getting caught up. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I remember. I like this part. Like I, I a minute ago, I literally <laughs> was like, oh, remember that part that happens in 20 minutes? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're. you're... You want to talk about things that are... What's the drug use in this movie? Did that come up for you right now? Um, drug use. Um, oh, this is, this is going to sound really lame, but I think the drug use in this movie is when they're doing the whole he gets on base scene. Um, so is, is someone chewing tobacco? No, maybe, maybe chewing tobacco, but somebody... Mentions that um, Jeremy Giambi is into the weed and strip clubs. So just a mention of, I think so. Uh, Unless somebody, well, well, I, mean, no, I feel like, like that would be. Dr- I think that would be drug reference. I think that's a thing I've seen. I, they they rate movies. Remember what movie was it that was rated like PG thirteen because of a uh, fight? I, I remember that. Yeah, I've seen vampire violence. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was the movie Blue Crush, was uh, rated PG thirteen because of a fight. I forget. Uh, all right, let's. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Shut, shut, shut your mouth. Shut, 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 no, no, shut I just mouth. had. I like one of them smacked my phone. I was like, uh, "Do you want to leave this watch party?" I was like, "No, I don't want to leave this watch party. I'm going to leave this family." Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, I'm going to press play in three, two, one, play. It didn't play, everybody. I didn't have the I didn't have the thing up properly. Hold on. I was just really waiting. Right. Zach, again, Zach is controlling everything, so I'm like, all right, it's not playing on my end, but all right. In, I want everyone to know as this episode progresses, and we sure to continue to be loud, that up until literally the second Adam called me back, Amelia was falling asleep on my chest, and Ben had laid himself down on the other end of the couch. 
and now we're in a position that we're in now. Okay. <laughs> Benjamin, you're embarrassing. Um, three, two, one, play. There he is. He's shaving his face. That's a, fa- that's, a fa- that's a face shave. We got face shaving. Pena. I don't like that they don't put the, uh, what do they call it, over the end? Because without the... The the in memoriam? No. What? What? Uh, No, I don't know. Uh, You know what I mean, though. Like the... The The, the the wrap-up? What? What are you talking about? The the accent mark over the N. Oh, no. Did you think I said end? Yeah, I thought you said end. I thought you were talking about the, like, this is what they're doing now. No, I meant the N in Pena, because without the accent mark... It's Pena. It's Pena. If not Pena? It's not Pena without that accent mark that makes the N that N. Yeah. What's that thing called? I think what it boils down to is Amazon Prime Video is racist. Because the two dots over like the Norwegian things and like an let's call it like an umlaut, isn't it? Yeah. That's not I, what I expected dugout uh, steps to look like. No, especially like I've seen I keep getting like every once in a while I'll get trapped in like a like a, a black hole of um like like funny things in baseball or like best baseball plays or something like that like trick plays in sports. I I I I think we've talked about this. Yeah. I also will get trapped into like a high IQ plays, which yeah. I I think I've said on the air. I don't like when the the they cut it off before the announcers explain why it's a high IQ play. Because sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't understand why that was a high IQ play. Um, but I feel like in those clips, the baseball dugouts look significantly different mm-hmm. um, than they do in this. I like this scene. <laughs> Jeremy Jambi does. With his pants unbuckled? Yeah. He does like a weird like Harlem it, shake type nothing? thing. Nothing like a baseball player dancing with his pants unbuckled to remind you that baseball players play baseball wearing belts. There you go. Is that something in others? I know it's not in hockey. Or is it? Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'll text Tim, see if Tim's up. Tim, do you wear belts when you play hockey? Um, I know it's not a thing in basketball. I I don't know if it's a thing in football. What if a belt in basketball was a thing? That... Yeah, you have to wear a belt with basketball shorts. I'm texting to do hockey uniforms include belts. Can we talk about how the clubhouse for this baseball team has a like stand-up arcade machine? That you have to put your own quarters into. Yeah. It's not, I like always, child, it's, not, it's not like a child's dentist office. I don't know why. That's a good that's a good reference. I don't know why 
I've always been focused anytime I see it in this movie on the board that is in the like the middle of the frame that that I'm guessing is detailing what time you need to be at the at the bus or the arena yeah for different times of games yeah I don't know why I've always been my attention's always been drawn to um where where does the daughter and the mother live? I don't know. Los Angeles. She's worried, about, she's worried about him moving away. Los Angeles, maybe. But he's a plane flight away. No, Oakland in L.A. Oh, they're right over the bridge, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe San Francisco. No, no. Oakland, Oakland, and San Francisco are right over the bridge. Because remember that episode. Of, remember that episode of Full House where they get on a plane. Stephanie and Michelle get on a plane to Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, oh god! Yeah, she's pissed. Here, here, here! And they're like, they're like, uh, you like we'll now be taking off for Auckland, and like Oakland. Why don't they just drive? It's right over the bridge. Do you remember that at all? Vaguely, it was the first episode on the uh, the compilation full house tape that we had that we like our parents made. <laughs> yeah, Amelia, why are you so upset? Why? God damn it. You know what I almost did this morning, and I didn't, and I might if I get up early enough tomorrow because we got stuff to do tomorrow. We got a our father is turning seventy this week. Yeah. Um. So we're having a little. Uh, Howard, did, did you by any chance? Uh, just just so I have it at your account. Are your kids coming? Yeah. Howard. Oh, so I because I include them in my account. There's like 25 people coming to this thing tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck. You get, are, are all, all three of yours coming? Yeah. So that's that's four. Mom and dad make six. Mine are ten, six, so that's 12. Kylie's is four, so that's 18. Mike is, I'm going to say three, so that's 21. Paul's three, so that's 24. And then Kelsey and her baby are coming. So that's 26. There's going to be 26 people. Jesus Christ. Kylie really likes... The, I, I feel like Kylie got a little bit... Um, Kylie got a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit butthurt when I started trying to take over the hosting the family things. Yeah. And now she's like, we're in a new place. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I'm just happy that it's not at my fucking place anymore. Because yeah. that was annoying. Like, like Kylie, Kylie automatically goes, um, yeah, fu- fuck it. I have the room. Let's do it. Let's do it. What? What? You want to do? You want to do? You want to do 15? Fuck it. Let's do tw- 26 people. Um, yeah. I'm looking. If in the Kylie background. listens to this, I love you, Kylie. But you, you tend to do, you kind of tend to kind of be like that sometimes. 
I'm uh, I'm looking in the background of like shit. Wait, you're wait, wait. You're super dismissive. Like you're not attaching yourself to one one side of the argument or another. Oh no, she's she's super annoying. <laughs> um, Carly is the worst. Um, and also, uh, wait, fuck. Was it Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire? Gene Kelly. He fucks. Gene Kelly fucks. <laughs> I'm uh I'm looking at the background of like details in Brad Pitt's office, and um. In one of the previous scenes, there was the Joe Strummer picture, and in the background behind Brad Pitt now, he's got a, is a, a, a flash Brad poster. Pitt? Oh, I, was, um, I thought you were going to reference the bingo roller that is. Oh no, that's where I was going next. And then over, um, over Jonah Hill's left, right shoulder, is a bingo ball cage roller thing, which is weird. Which seems to be sitting next to not a baseball. But a softball. Maybe. Um, we're skipping over the scene that sets up Adam's scene that he jumped 20 minutes at to talk about where they've traded. Nah. Uh, I mean, I love tra- this scene too, where he's like on and off the phone with like six different people. And like. No, see, I get this scene. When we get to the trade deadline scene, it's like Sons of Anarchy for me. Sands of Anarchy, the entire time I watched that show, the business end of it, I never understood a single thing that was happening. But I love the, the personal and the – like you kind of could get the the effects from the business side, even if you didn't understand exactly what was happening. When they get to the trade deadline scene, it's the same thing. I have no idea what's happening. He's like, like my problem is I have trouble connecting names to characters sometimes, yeah. like, uh, like uh, Band of Brothers. I've only got never like two or three episodes into Band of Brothers because it's just a bunch of names and looking alike white dudes that I can't like place the names to the faces, and it's hard to like get invested in characters that way. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the same thing in the trade. Like, I don't know what GM from who is is on the phone, who, what player is connected with what GM, because we never see – we see the, the one pitcher that comes over. What's the one pitcher's name? Rancon. Uh, Rancon, yeah. Yeah, we see Rancon. Um, but up, at, at that point in the movie, we have not seen Rancon. I um, I, I was just – I was just like – I'm paying attention to the movie again. Um, how do you think it feels to be traded? Mm, you know what? I've I've thought about this actually. I would say it depends on the return. My first question, if they told me I had been traded, would be like, what did you get back? Yeah. And if it's like a seventh round draft pick, I'd be like, no. Yeah, oh. But if it's like true. we got three players and a first rounder, I'd be like, all right. Like okay, you, okay, cool. like I that because to me that says to me I'm valuable. My first question would be, like, after actually my my second question. My first question would be, what did you guys get? My first question. My second question would be, who proposed this trade? Yeah, I guess. I like that. I like I like that phrase. You are outside your mind. <laughs> I like how they call Jeremy into the room. Like, I like how Brad Pitt... Brad Pitt does not give a fuck in this movie. So the point yeah. where it's like, I'm going to call him in in Art's office. 
Yeah, Brad Pitt calls a meeting in Philip Seymour Hoffman's office like he don't give a shit. I like how the front office and the staff seem to have a general uniform because a guy just walked by in like a green polo and and khaki shorts and Brad yeah. Pitt's wearing a green... Is it green? No, is, is this black? Are you kidding me? You climbed up here to cry? I like the look on his face. He's got like this like half smirk like I fucked you over. She's upset about how Brad Pitt is killing this team. Yeah. She's upset that... because Brad Pitt is outside your mind. I wonder what that newspaper clipping on the wall is. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I, I feel like... Why, but like asking somebody if they want I was to about to say when you leave their office is such a power move. It is. Cause what did I just what did I just watch with that? What was I watching? Oh, Ted Lasso. The guy, there's one character on Ted Lasso. He's like the like assistant to the owner of the team, kind of. Mm. And he's a nice guy. And he like gets more respect now than he did in the beginning of the show. But the 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 his bit is that he's such an easygoing, like you can roll right over me kind of guy. Uh-huh. That even when he's respected and given like equal treatment, he still finds himself in situations where he's like kind of like put upon. And in this season, um, they brought a team, a, a sports psychologist on, and she needed an office. So she ends up in his office. So the bit of the season is he's constantly going to different like closets and small spaces mm-hmm. to set up his office. And he in the last episode, he's in like an equipment closet. And like like the one player like needs to talk to him and he comes into like this open area and he calls out to him and he goes, I'm in here, like from behind the closet door. So he opens the closet. They do their their back and forth, and then the guy, go, like when the player's about to leave, he goes, uh, "Open and close." <laughs> but in, in this bit, it's not a power move. The guy goes, "Oh no, closed." I get less questions that way. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching Ted Lasso I, again, I strongly suggest. Uh, here's my intro scene. This guy, I think, was a, a, pro, a pro baseball player. I feel like I read that, too. <laughs> it's Patter. Patter's a pitter-patter. Get at her. Pitter-patter. Get at her. You know, ever since I started watching Letterkenny, I have not taken a shot. So I have not had an occasion to do... To tap at a double tap? Yeah. Um, I, almost, I, I had a bottle of tequila the other day because I was drinking polenta. What, what do I keep... I cannot remember for the life of me. Polenta? No. Uh, the drink I told you about. The um... Oh, I don't remember. Mm, Palomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a delicious drink. It is, uh, uh, depending on the recipe you look at, tequila with grapefruit juice or grapefruit soda, and then a splash of lime. Um, 
I had a bottle of tequila, and I thought about doing just a because I, I my splash line I bought fresh limes to squeeze in, and I thought about doing a shot since I had salt, uh, tequila, and and limes to slice. Um, I don't think I have a shot glass, mm. so I, will, I I didn't even attempt to even look because I don't think I do. But that would have been the first time. I don't do shots very often. What 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 no. shot have you done? I like uh I like this little exchange right here between um Justice and um Hatterberg. Where he's like, "What's your yeah, biggest my, my fear?" Intro is, like, yeah, my intro was my intro was almost my biggest fear is a ball coming in my general vicinity. No. Uh, but you 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 bypassed my question. What shot have you done? Wait wait uh uh within the past you, couple of weeks. Within the past couple of weeks, um, me and Paul, front of the podcast, Paul, were out at the bar, and um, he uh, he was kind of it was kind of like a him ta- inviting me out to the bar, so it was like him taking me out to the bar type thing. I mean, he drove, so he definitely took me to the bar. Um, so he ran to the bathroom, and uh, I grabbed us a, a shot of Jameson um, while we were while he was uh, away. Did you ever tell you about the night? of Brian's memorial service where I went to uh, the AOH club with him? No. We went to an AOH after Brian's memorial service and we had his ashes with us. Oh, and there's the shot of whiskey on top of it. And we put a shot of whiskey on top of it. At the end of the night, I did the shot. Uh. And I swear it was like water as almost as if all the alcohol in the shot had been soaked into the box of uh, of ashes. It was. I swear, it was nothing. I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Why did you do the shot?" I think it was like one of us were going to do it. And he said, "You do it." I forget yeah. exactly. I didn't just walk up and grab it. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wasn't like ha, memorial shot. Meals, <laughs> <laughs> come on. The problem right now, I think, is I have two very sleepy children who both need to be, like, coddled and cuddled. Yeah. And so, like, if I if I cuddle or coddle the other one, the other one gets pissed about it. Yeah. Which is why you just should never coddle them to begin with. Right. I know. You I should know. just... You should just... Went from Anaheim. The God damn from it. The, from the second, I knew there was born, a second California team. You yeah, you just, just put them in a basket, in a locked closet. Tejada, Miguel Tejada is another name I recognize, who is not a character in this movie, but was one of their bigger stars. It's almost as if they they highlighted the only. Uh, like crap players they picked up. Not crap, but you know, like league viewed crap players and didn't focus on the good players that they actually have, like Barry Zito and Miguel Tejada. Well, I mean, in all fairness, like every sports movie does that. Like every sports movie will lead you to believe that, like, any sports movie, that any hockey movie, like, if you that team only has one line. 
and like they're the main, they're the five main characters. Like, right, like if Mighty Ducks focused on their best player, Mighty Ducks, Charlie Conway would have would have been the background character, and Adam Banks would have been the yeah the cake eater. You're a guy who's always fixing his knee braces. I can I t- can I ex- uh, uh, admit a blind spot in just how things work? Yes. I don't understand how braces, like knee braces or like wrist braces, mm-hmm. like do anything. <laughs> They distribute the weight. They they help to distribute the weight um a, a, a different way. So like especially in the case of like a knee brace, like the Stone Cold Steve Austin style knee braces, they 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 basically like they 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 tight they're tight above the knee and below the knee, and then they have the two rigid hinge, and those pieces are meant to like take away the brunt of the force on the knee. Okay, I believe you. Like, it's it's all about inhibiting, 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 inhibiting. It's all about inhibiting, like, movement to promote um, how, uh, not sure, um, It's all about the hibbity-dibbity. It's all about the hibbity-dibbity. What Adam Sandler movies do they mention the hibbity-dibbity? Um... Did they matter? Oh, here we go. Here's the scene I don't understand at all. Jesus. Well, she's just upset about being in the cage. She'll be all right. So, what don't you understand about this? There's too many, like, names of general managers talking about players who I have no idea who they are. Oh. Um... Like I, it, I can't keep track. I, I mean, if I sat down and read the script and paid attention, like in that way and reading it, I might get an understanding. But just, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. I love a good rapid fire, quick dialogue scene. I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan, but like yeah. in this case, with no connection to any of the names that I'm hearing, it's hard to keep track of who's connected with who. Uh, they don't really talk. Like they don't talk enough about positions of the players. Yeah. So at the end of the scene, when they realize they have to send down the Christian sidearm guy, um, like I, it, it, it doesn't really um, hit the same way as if I realized if I had been following the conversation enough to know that they were getting a pitcher. And then at the end of it, you're like you're like excited for them because they got this pitcher. But then you realize they have too many pitchers. Mm. Then I feel like it would have been more of a uh, like a emotionally uh, like a satisfying scene, but not really understanding what's going on at the like. It seems like like if I talk nonsense to you and then at the end created a problem. You don't really. You're not really as invested in that problem because you didn't understand the nonsense that came before it. No.
Maybe maybe I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan because I do love this scene. Dude, Aaron Sorkin, I love the, the fast pace. The there's not so much this. Uh, he's he's known as like a walkie walkie talk dialogue guy, which is not so much in this. Um, it's but like that fast paced. Um, you know, you gotta keep up kind of thing, which I, I'm readily admitting mm. in this scene. I am failing to keep up. Um, I'm sorry, I was I was just for some reason I got obsessed with with figuring out what our next live watch was. Uh, um, I just realized that um, Jonah Hill's running from a state farm tent. I think so. He's eating popcorn out of a coffee filter, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I don't understand. But like it's one of those things where like we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. Keep talking. We're not talking. We're not talking. Um No, I added the please. <laughs> It's always confused me why he. It's I don't know if it's popcorn. It's either like popcorn or just like broken up pieces of a uh, a rice cake. Um, but it it's it's weird. So I think currently they're talking. I think he's, they're talking. Um, the A's. Owner or whatever higher up, why else would they be talking about Brad Pitt keeping the profit when they sell the guy for more? Uh, do they talk about talking Steve? Do they talk because Steve's the owner, right? Maybe. That's another thing. Trading for a guy that you're playing against that night is is a balls move. It's funny because I don't know if it's our our uh, streams. No, that's not the the Christian guy. What guy is this? Is this the guy that throws? I see fucking faces and people and names. No, I think the guy who's praying for them is the guy who throws weird. All right, so who's this guy? I don't know. He looks like a skinny Jeremy Giambi. Yeah. By the way, our uh, our next live watch is during our not next themed month, but the themed month after that. November? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. It's a weird... It's a weird I can't, have twice, I can't have twice this guy's in the clubhouse. You know, with fire code. 
Yeah. I can only have like 12. No, uh, I can have 25. This is the, the – I love that where like Jonah Hill walks in with Rincon. Hola. When he says hola right there, it reminds me very much of uh, Brad Pitt and Glorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. It's like Bongiorno. Um, as I, I think what I was getting at before, um, I don't know if it's your stream that you're watching or the audio going over the the, the headphones, but you're slightly behind me. Um, I think it's just um, like it's uh, probably a mix of both. I think it's just a matter of like the sound coming from a different spot because. Yeah, because uh, like what light, I'm hearing light is sack, light travels faster than the sound. That's true. Like what I'm hearing is the, oh, the A's are going to win 16 consecutive games. Games. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not enough that we're at different parts of the movie and need to stop. But like, I can hear, like, you're, can you hear my audio, my movie? Not when you're talking. Hi. Oh, excuse me. Hi. You smell like pee. You smell like pee and you need a new diaper. It's such a wacky way to pitch. Um... But it works because you praise to Jesus. Right? Anything works. He could stand backwards and throw it through his legs. And it would work. <laughs> as long as he prays to Jesus. Mommy, what? I don't know. Did you ever have a thing where your kids just decide one uh, name for the both of you? No. I'm Mommy with both the kids. Both uh, Ben mostly decide that me and Beck are both mommy, and then uh, Amelia's taken up like yeah. she, she's going like, oh, well, this must be how we do it. Uh, uh. Sometimes, sometimes I'm mom, but Becky's never mom. Mm-hmm. So if they say mom, I know they mean me. But mommy, if we're both in the room, it, it like. Could be either one of us. And um, Angie's mom refers to Angie and her brother as mommy, as mom. Some variation of it. Um, I'm like, that's weird. Both kids have started calling me uh, Alan. Yeah, which is weird. I don't, I don't know an Alan. The only Alan I know is our mailman. It's weird that they call you Alan when your name is pronounced Alan. Yeah. It's just... Respect different cultures. It's weird that she was like... This whole thing is... This whole exchange is weird. She's like, your team is doing so good. I'm going to call you and leave you a voicemail about it. Yeah, I get it. Like, if... I mean, you and me talk literally zero when we're not recording this podcast. Yeah, I don't it's, even know Zach's name. 
it's almost a borderline like distaste for each other. But if yeah. like if I heard you started another podcast like on the side and it was doing well, I might text you and say, Hey, I heard about your, your or I might call and hope for a voicemail and say, Hey, I heard about your podcast. Becky has an idea for a podcast I might need to produce. You say this again? Becky uh, has gotten in her mind that she might start a podcast. Oh, yeah? Like a true crime podcast. Um, and she's going to make... Can she be I think more she, basic? She's taking an idea from a, um, a podcast she listened to called uh, This Podcast Will Kill You. Uh-huh. Uh, which is about different diseases and etc. Um, and they they make a um, a drink for every episode. Well, she wants to make a murder a murder teeny or something. She's just going to have one episode just so she can make that drink. Well, no, like just like every week there'll be a new murder teeny and it'll be like a oh, new drink. Okay. Uh, like for instance, she wants to cover this case we heard about on another podcast. She wants to do a deep dive into it, where uh, somebody, uh, two Hispanic gentlemen, uh, came into a bowling alley in Las Cruces, New Mexico, in like the early '90s, and killed all, like, well, shot all seven people that were there. Uh-huh. And she was like, "What's a drink for that?" I was like, uh, the, uh Oh, what, what did I say? Fuck! I came up with some margarita. That have like uh, green chilies in it because that's like the biggest like vegetable export from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the New Mexico murder gorita or something like that. <laughs> but the name of the podcast she thought of was uh, "It Starts with a Murder." It ends with love. What? You said it starts with a murder, and I said and ends with love. Uh, I was like, it's 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 not a bad podcast title because, of course, like, I mean, it kind of gets like the it, like like it starts with a murder. Where does it go from there? <laughs> um, but I I don't I don't know how serious she is about this because she also had an idea to start a um, a uh, home improvement Instagram. <laughs> Jesus, called Built by Becky or something like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and that never got anywhere. So I don't know Becky, how serious she is about Becky, the podcast. Every time you talk about Becky, I just realize she she just becomes more and more basic. I married a pecu- p- p- peculiar woman. <laughs> yeah. Who are they um, playing in this game? Seattle. Is it Seattle? No, Kansas City. Oh, idiot. Um, Those aren't even I'm, in the same state. I like um I like the Kansas City Can- uniforms. Kansas City is not even the state that the one word of its name is from. How do you even know, dude? Um, Kansas City, like, Missouri. I like the um like Ooh. the Oakland uniforms are like a like a, a short sleeve shirt and and the pants, but the Kansas City uniform is like a sleeveless shirt, which is way more baller. Are they sleeveless or just the shoulders a different color so it kind of creates the illusion? No, no, the, the, the shirt is sleeveless and they wear like a shirt underneath it. I'll have to see them again. This this itself is a crazy 
Like this game itself is a crazy. It's um, like sports story. Like yeah. you're going for the record. You go up in the like the first inning, uh, inning, inning, uh, eleven runs, and then you let them back in to tie it. Um, it's like um, just to give a. I don't know, dude. They might just have. Uh, they might just have long sleeve jerseys. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they're sleeveless. Mm. No, they're they're there's definitely it, they're definitely sleeveless, and they wear like a like a shirt underneath. Well, yeah, because that guy doesn't have long sleeves. All right, fine. Um, but at the very least, the uniform calls for some short sort of shirt underneath the sleeveless. What it calls for is the belt. But yeah, all of them. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, um, like personally, a sports moment that has the same kind of uh, narrative as this is the 2010 Flyers in the second round played Boston, went oh, down yeah. three nothing, came all the way back and tied the series three three three. And then in game seven, went down 3 nothing, And then came back and won the game 4-3. I can't remember. I can't remember which game it was. I can't remember if it was the game to, for the, to win the series. Or if it was the, the first game in the, um, in the comeback of the series. That I was watching on uh, in someone's backyard on a large projector screen. It was a pretty bad way to watch a hockey game. It seems like if if you're watching like a that seems like an event. Like I wouldn't watch because if it was the first game of the comeback, like you're potentially hosting a backyard projection screen hockey mm. game for them to get swept. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it seems like that seems like a thing you do for Game Seven. So I was just mentioning they, they're doing a lot of um, they're doing a lot of shit with the audio in um, in this whole scene. They keep cutting back from like muted to non muted. Yeah, I think it's supposed yeah, to. They've done it. They've done it like three times. I think it's supposed to be like uh, quieted on people because just now it was quieted on art thinking about what to do and deciding mm. whether to. So it might just be quieted on moments of decision or indecision. What? What? Would you say indecision? Yeah, I like it quieted there on art making a decision. Oh, oh, to put Hatterberg in. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't remember the other instances within this the sequence where it dropped out. It might be um, dropping out on moments of decision or indecision, is what I said. Ooh, I love this shot coming up. Doesn't swing at the first, but he fucking knocks it out of the park in the next one. And they'll look like the, the I love the, the the Brad Pitt reaction is the thing I'm specifically. This is about. a scene I have rewatched on YouTube 
several times apropos of nothing. It's like, like I'll get into some sort of loop on YouTube and I'm like, well, I got to watch the Chris Pratt hitting the home run in Moneyball scene. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, and you know what? I got to give it to the movie that, that right there, him looking up is great. Um, yeah. I gotta give it to the movie to not try to over dramatize it and like make it like a full count or something. Yeah, like they give it to they give it to him on the second pitch, which I'm guessing is 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 true to life. Because if it if it was a movie, they would have made it like if they if if the movie had more leeway to make it more dramatic by doing more pitches, they would have. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, I should have played Hatterberg the whole time. Yeah. That's very nice. Thank you. Should have played Star-Lord. Yeah. You're like, who's Star-Lord? It's like, you know, it's my nickname. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm like, I'm like fucking sweating to death. I don't know why Dude, I'm so I'm comfortable. No, nah, I'm like hot. I mean, I'm in like northern Canada right now. No. Nah. Recording. That we took a second trip. I'm recording at the equator line. Mm. Next year we might go to Canada. So we we're 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 planning a uh, we're very subtly like tangentially tangentially is it tangent? Or tangent. No idea. Uh, we're like not. We're passively planning a a, tr- a family trip to Canada. Go to Toronto. Get like you know. There's a there's a coffee shop in Toronto that is bathroom themed. I think. Yeah. And it's poop themed. <laughs> we go to that. We go to the poop cafe. South name. I don't, I don't know if Poop Cafe is the title. Um, Not a good dog, no. Is, how much longer do we have in this movie? Is this? I feel- yeah, uh, the Oakland A's. We have 20 minutes left. The Oakland A's fly off in a spaceship. Yeah. Um. Do you think is what kind of jacket is Brad Pitt? Is he wearing? Is it's not a windbreaker? It's like um, like a like a. You know the name of the shirts because what's the name of the shirt I wear now? Like the long sleeve three button. No, yeah. No, you you know what I mean. It's like a t shirt, long sleeve t shirt. Oh, oh, Henley's. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't. I, I still don't know it. When you said three button, for some reason I assumed it was like three buttons across the entire front of the shirt, and I'm like, That's "Those a lot. Like, that would that, that would be a very like that's a very you have to make a decision about what kind of shirt you're going for." Yeah, like when you're buttoning it, you're like, "Like, do I go three button today?" Like that's like a huge like. When you're wearing a, a, a full button up, like a full like if you just undo the top button, you're making a small statement, but you're not making like 
Like, if there was only three buttons on the front, like, do, undoing one button would be like a... We're at, like, a pool. It's like, uh... Every time we say three button, every month... Dark Knight is like, I wonder if you could help me out with a suit. And he's like, three buttons are a bit 90s, Mr. Wayne. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. oh, no. It was like I was watching. It's I almost felt like I was I, I was not watching Moneyball, and I was watching Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight is also, by the way, not with a K. The um. The name of the the color of uh, paint we just painted on our accent wall in our living room. Oh. Let me ask you a question. Is this iced tea? Yes. <laughs> was that your question? Yes, that was my question. Definitely sounds like it. My next question was, oh, you mean it's like when someone plays too many scratchy <laughs> lotteries? You I just it, heard right? he was on um, John Mulaney. Was it, this has to be Ice T, right? Yeah, they were probably just like, "Hey, what um, which all in orders and set New York?" It is, and just it is all of them? It does not fit with the movie. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. This this weird because it. I don't think it. Ha- it doesn't happen again. Um, John Mulaney it, just was on. Um, Seth Myers, uh huh. I was talking about. I didn't realize uh, my when I heard that he went back to like he had to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. My instinct was that he um, relapsed with alcohol. No, it was drugs. It was cocaine. And he was saying in the it's not iced tea by the way, unless they're hiding his credit in this. Um. He was saying that Seth Meyers was part of uh, Intervention they hosted, and he knew it was serious when all these famous comedians were in the room and no one was doing bits. And he knew for sure that it was like a serious, serious situation because Fred Armisen was being like serious. Uh-huh. And he's like, if Fred Armisen isn't doing some sort of bit, that I might need to get my life together. <laughs> Can you imagine living across the street from fucking Fenway Park? In um in oh, the town. I'd I'd be worried I'd be worried I was about to fuck before you said the town. I was like I'd be worried about all these ambulance driver <laughs> robberies. I love um I love the uh where like uh, the the dude, whatever the the boss guy's name is, is um, um, he's like describing to them like the what the job is, and um, he he refers to he refers to Fenway Park as the Cathedral of South Boston. I don't. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, I feel I feel like that's a uh, uh, not necessarily original to that movie. I don't think. Billy Bean, as we've seen him, would wear that uh, that jacket, that coat. I was even paying attention to the coat. It seems very, it's strangely, it seems very sleepers, Brad Pitt. It's weird because it it almost looks like um, I don't know if it's just because like he's, I don't know. 
it just it looks like it's either not well kept kept or it's like not high quality material which i guess in a sense would be a, a jacket billy bean would wear yeah it's like i in, still um, buy that like he would cuz for him to wear a jacket like that that's unkept is it unkempt? It's unkempt. You were right the first time, I think. Is it kempt? I thought it was With an M. Yeah, I think you were right the first time. To, for him to wear a jacket that was unkempt would mean he wore the jacket because he felt it was like it's a type of jacket he needed to wear in the situation, which yeah. means he felt like there was a formality to it. Which makes sense for the character because he's been wearing basically like like, like windbreakers and and zip up sweat like hood like sweatshirts the whole time. Uh, he's the kind of guy who'd be like, I gotta throw on this like badly ironed uh, like trench coat, basically. I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel, but like, I don't know if the character would feel the need to play into the formality of it. You know what I mean? Maybe um, in this moment. Uh, oh, this was going to be your intro. I was oh, going yeah, to do this that. whole monologue, changing all the you pronouns to he pronouns for Adam. <laughs> uh,. And just going on, and then taking a good long pause at the end of it before I said your name. <laughs> like let the let the fact that I did a two and a half minute model <laughs> sink in for everybody. Which I feel like I've done. I've I've planned before for another movie, and I can't remember what you planned. What for another movie? I've planned that kind of intro for you. Um. In another, for another movie, I don't remember what, uh, where it would have been a very long. That's uh, I'm I'm curious. He 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 just said that he like every team is tearing down their old model and implementing what what Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill did. I wonder how many te- did, did um, there had to be teams that did it. The Red Sox did it. They hired the guy. Yeah, they, they were like, we got money. No, we they, they, the guy. they hired the guy that, like, the the guy I couldn't remember his name earlier. Oh, who wrote the original book. Yeah. Um, and not the book Moneyball is based on. The book about sports analytics. Like, the theory. Yeah. Who I believe was a either a security guard or a toll booth worker. Who would sit in his booth and pour over baseball statistics? Yeah, I remember something like that. Like he had like a weird, um, a weird job like that. Until he got his foot run over, and then he won a lot of money in a lawsuit. And then a kid showed up at his doorstep, and he it was supposed it's his roommate's kid, but he pretended to be because he was trying to get back to this girl who thought he was not serious about life. Um, <laughs> it's of course the plot of the wedding singer. Um, uh, so but you the Reds, 
you keep talking and I like I, I, I really like the whole thing that's coming up. It was like uh and you say you can't be romantic about baseball thing. Right. Uh but yeah, I believe the Red Sox actually hired the guy and not him. Because obviously oh, okay. he doesn't take the job. And then they won the World Series and they oh, broke the curse. Good on you. Because at this point, the curse was still, uh, the curse of the Bambino was still in effect. Just gonna lift it. My left foot, which is. I thought you were uh, making a Daniel David Lewis reference. No, 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 that's not too late. <laughs> I guess you gotta make noise. I'd rather be happy noises than your fucking screeching. (laughs) Let me tell you. She fucking loved the carousel to the point where we had to like rush her by it like while snapping to the side of her face away from the, the side of her face that was away from the carousel so that she wouldn't see it or else she would immediately reach out for it and then we would need to ride it three times Jesus Christ and it's only three times because that's the limit I put on it because if she could have kept riding it all day she would still scream and cry after three times that we were not riding the carousel that's why kids are the worst she call, uh, and she called the horses dinos because she's an idiot. Because <laughs> she's not educated. <laughs> like, if you go to school for like a day, I feel like day one, they teach you that horses are not dinosaurs. I feel that's like actually, that's, that literally is day one. That's like in orientation for kindergarten. Yeah, they need to really make sure that. Uh, they need, they need to make sure. Uh, of course, here in this school district, we uh, adhere to the the theory that horses and dinosaurs are separate entities. I I live by the decree that birds are fake and made up by the government. Have you heard this? The birds are fake. Yeah, there's people that are just like, birds are fake. The government, it's like, it's all like, it's just like robots. What, the what country, is it Sweden? Like, there's like a, a conspiracy theory that Sweden isn't a real country or Finland? No, no, you're thinking of the theory that um, Avril Lavigne was replaced by a lookalike. Mm. I, I, I've always said that Avril Lavigne is the walrus. I am a walrus boy. <laughs> he is oh, a skater boy. I am a in, walrus. In the movie, he paused the video clip that they're watching, and I thought our movie paused, and I went, oh, fuck. And then I no, heard we, him talking still. We need to schedule our uh, our podcast movies more around what's available on Amazon Prime, because this... Aside from the fact that, like, I had to do it on my phone, so when I w- wanted to rewind it to the beginning, it wasn't working the way I wanted to. Yeah, this is super other, convenient. Other than that, we've been. This has been uh, a seamless, a, a seamless venture. Yeah. 
Oh, well, the movie pause. Oh no, it's just in the video. <laughs> um, I can see you not be. I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't really need this. I don't. I. I don't. What's what is the metaphor they song? Like, fat guys can play baseball too, so don't go to Boston. Yeah. Is that it? Let me start calling people good eggs. Do it. I've always, I've always said that you don't call people any kind of egg. I, if you land on good egg, that's the best of. Like, even if you start calling people bad egg, you're a bad egg, Veruca. I am. Um, that would be good. an improvement over the lack of egg analogy to people that you are exhibiting. Sorry. Um, you just made me forget what I was going to say. What are you going to order from uh, GoPuff after? Uh, probably nothing. I'm probably just going to go to bed after we're done recording. How many beers did you drink at uh, the brewery? Um, probably uh, maybe like eight. And was the brewery the only stop of the no, they went play. They went somewhere else afterwards. But at that point, I was like, "It's." I don't feel like I don't feel like to quote John Mulaney, "You ain't getting me to a secondary location." <laughs> um, I was like, I'm, "I'm drinking since like three, and it was like it was like f- like five hours of drinking." I'm like, "I I I can go home." Um, I to to my not embarrassment, but my understanding how it seemed strange. I left my bachelor party before everybody else was ready to leave my bachelor party. <laughs> like at a certain point, I just went like, "I'm going home." See you guys, thanks. And like, I know for a fact at least some of of the people that were that came went to a different location. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed. It's like eleven. Is going to pop. Sorry, this song's catchy. I was actually I was playing this song for my for my daughter earlier today. I was like, hey, listen to this song. It's catchy as hell. She come back with an accent from Nashville. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but a Scottish one, which is weird. Well, it's strange. You know what? I feel like they do have like like she probably was her hotel in Little Scotland. Billy Bean turned down the Red Sox offer of twelve point five million dollars and chose to stay in the Oakland. In the Oakland, in Oakland is the A's general manager. Two years later, the Red Sox won their first World Series in nineteen. I remember that. There's a. um, Are you familiar with the Thirty for Thirty ESPN documentaries? Yeah. Uh, One of the ones I highly recommend is Four Nights in October. It's a story because coming down from 3 0 in a best of seven series in sports um, and winning the series has only been done maybe like 10 times in the history of sports. Flyer, excuse me, Flyers did it one in the aforementioned Boston series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another one is the Red Sox. Came back down 3 0 and in four consecutive nights, 
I think it was four. I don't think there was a break. Because baseball is weird in the playoffs. Sometimes they take breaks like like every other night. Sometimes they don't. Um, the movie's over, by the way. So we're, we're going to cut <laughs> so this, this off point, in a minute. At this point, we're just talking about nonsense. Uh, but Four Nights in October is the story of the, the Red Sox coming down from 3-0 against the Yankees in the year that they won the World Series. And it's it's fucking outstanding. Oh, God. I just... Um, uh, so as I'm pausing this, um, Adam, yes. I just, uh, I came up with an idea, um, cause this is one of my favorite, you know, top, I, I don't, I don't want to put a, a too finite in them. It's at the very least one of my top 20 movies. Uh, I, I'll watch the same time it's on TV, uh, no matter what part it's at. Um, it, it was nominated for best picture. In the the ninety eighty fourth Academy Awards, got too ahead of myself. The eighty fourth Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Picture. Did not win. It lost to the artist. Uh, and it got me thinking. What? I started just with a general um, category, but I felt like that could have been. To, you know what? I feel like if it was, if I left it completely open ended, we were going to end up with the same list. Yeah. Because then you, you get, uh, I, the, the list I decided, the, the top five I decided on was uh, best picture losers of the 21st century. If I left it open ended, we both would have had Pulp Fiction. Like that kind of thing. Like it, like it would have been like to a, to, uh, Similar list, I think. Which uh, I might have, uh, I might have assumed too much, and we might end up with the same list here. But Adam, since the year two thousand, yes. What have been the best, your favorite, best picture losers of the twenty first century? Give me a moment. I just had to unlock my phone. Um, in no particular order. Um, I said to Zach, I have the movie, the year that it lost, and what it lost to. Um, so on, on my list is Gangs of New York, which was nominated in 2002 and lost to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, my next two were nominated and lost in the same year. Uh, I have Toy Story 3 and The Social Network, which were both excuse me, nominated in 2010 and lost to The King's Speech. I have uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, which was nominated in 2013, and lost to 12 Years a Slave, and Whiplash, which was nominated in 2014, and was beat out by Birdman. Uh, uh, We have similar lists, not exactly the same. Uh, I also have Wolf of Wall Street. I also have Gangs of New York. I also have The Social Network. Mm. I have this movie, Moneyball, on my list. I see. I always try to to add like I, a bunch of my stuff on my some of my yeah. stuff on my list were friends of the podcast, but I always try to explain. But here's the thing: I, I'm making a list of my favorite movies that lost, and Moneyball is on yeah. that list. That's true. And then I have number f- I because just I didn't rank them, but my list goes one through five. Social Network, Moneyball, Gangs of New York. And then number four is a bit of a wild card, but it is a very much in the same 
uh, uh, vain as Moneyball. It is, mm-hmm. it is the, I think, current most, if it's on television, I'm stopping, flipping, and putting this movie on, seeing where it's at. And it's a movie I'm going to suggest to do at some point next year, just because, just based on the sheer number of people in this movie, it it, it creates conversation. Number four is The Martian. The Martian was on. The Martian was in my top ten. Um, I said to Zach, I basically, um, I went through a list of all of the movies that lost Best Picture from 2000, 2000 till now. And then I narrowed it down. So my list started off with like 30 movies and I narrowed it down to the five and the Martian was top 10. I had other stuff on my list, such as Juno, Little Miss Sunshine, um, Vice, which, Mm -hmm. which if, if I had literally the only thing that kept Vice off this list is that I have not watched Vice since the first time I watched Vice. Uh, because when I watched Vice, I was upset that there was not more Vice to watch. Yeah, it's Vice, of course, of Vice, of course, being the the um, Don Cheney, uh, Christian Bale mm. uh, movie from a few years ago. Um, Dick Cheney, but it, Dick Cheney. Does say Don Cheney? Who's yeah. Don Cheney? Is Don Cheney the the basketball coach? It didn't, didn't sound like it would be. I, hold on. I'm going to Google Don Cheney. I'm thinking Don Cheadle. <laughs> you know what? Don Cheadle came up. Uh, you know, Don Cheney was... Oh, he was a basketball player. No, George. Anyway, uh, Dick Cheney. Yeah, Dick Cheney uh, biopic with Christian Bale. Uh, the, who else was on it? Um, uh, Jojo Rabbit was on my 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 um list. Jojo Rabbit was also on mine. Um, Joker, which was my number one movie the year it was. That was my number one that year. Uh, didn't make my list. I think um, I've I've think I've turned around. On, not that I dislike Joker. But I think I gave too uh, like I think I sucked Joker's dick too much. Yeah. When it first came out, which happened. Um. Yeah. Um. Adam, what are you what are you watching? Um. Watched a couple things. Um. One of them I can't fully remember what it was. <laughs> um. But um. As a recommendation from Matt, um, he came into. I picked him up for work the one night, and he had mentioned that he had watched um, Black Hawk Down, and how much he likes that movie. And I had said that I had never seen it before. It's one of the movies um, that was in my blind spot. Um, so I decided to uh, watch Black Hawk Down, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, it was really good. Um, it, I mean, and the the cast alone in that one is crazy too. It like. Friend of the podcast, Josh Hartnett, Nikolai Coster Waldau, um, the guy who played Tig. Um, I'm sure there's like a ton of getting. Um, but it, it, the the cast in that movie is is fucking huge. Um, 
but it's it's it was I really enjoyed that um which is it kind of like and now that I'm thinking about it like going back war movies quote unquote war movies that I haven't um seen or fully seen that I want to revisit and as you earlier I will be watching that within the next couple of days um but uh I don't know if I ever mentioned on the podcast the weird way that I read the Harry Potter books um I read the last book before the part one of Deathly Hollows movie came out. I was like, you, oh, read, seen... you read the backwards, didn't you? Next, so I, I said, I've seen Harry Potter once. Let me read the last book, and that way I can get the whole story. And then for some reason, I read them seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Um, Alex made a really funny joke. He's like, "Oh, so you got to the end of one? You were finally, you finally figured out what the hell was going on the whole time when Hagrid said you're a wizard, Harry." And I was like, "Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was, I was so lost, fucking thing until I went to." That. You know, there's a, a I watched a video today actually that was uh, about dark Harry Potter theories, and one of them that is is that Harry was so neglected and abused by the Dursleys that none of the um, none of him being a wizard any of that is actually real he just had to disassociate oh yeah and and create this uh, a whole uh he's a wizard <laughs> yeah he's a wizard Harry universe yeah um um but yeah so I've I've been watching the for some reason movies in reverse um, I'm currently on uh, three, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. So I'm probably gonna be watching that uh, when we. My have favorite that. book. Yeah. Um, I don't Zach, know if it's you... my favorite movie. Um, what am, what am I watching? Uh, when I was down at Disney, we didn't have like I said, like uh, no, I I said off. Or did I say on the air about the disparity between the internet? You did. Oh, it was on the air. Uh, they don't give you a lot of channels in Disney. It's it's a lot of like what's going on in the parks and you know all the Disney owned properties. So you get all your there's like seventeen ESPNs and yeah. Disney channels and Disney XD and and not a lot of um, like outside channels. So I was like it was hard to keep up with certain. And then the internet at a certain point would just not work. In the value, like at ten o'clock, you're like you can't use the internet on your Fire Stick anymore. You're like, oh, oh, okay. I guess I'll watch SVU on USA. Yeah. Um, so it was it was hard to keep up with certain things. So a lot of this week was catching up on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick and Morty came back after a couple weeks off to finish off the season. Um, have you? And this is very important for the lore of the podcast. Have you been watching Walking Dead? Um, no, I was unaware that it started back up. Um, We're three I, episodes in. Yeah, I um, I need to basically rewatch all of the last season. Do do me a favor, and it'll make the first two episodes more seem better than they did in real time. Evidently, the first two episodes were supposed to be a two-hour-long episode. Uh-huh. And they made them split it up. 
So there's a bullshit Glenn in the under the dumpster like cliffhanger. Cliffhanger after the first episode, mm-hmm. where it's really like in the original planning of the thing, it's supposed to be a commercial break. Yeah, not a week break. So watch the first two episodes back to back. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's Walking Dead, of course. If anybody is joining late, me and Adam used to are, are basically so entrenched into Walking Dead after eleven years that we cannot not watch it because we've invested so much time into it already. I think um, what I did was going to be is I was going to wait till the end of and just binge the season and just binge through the the last two seasons and finish it. Uh, but we would watch uh, separately, like in separate locations, and text and basically joke and caddy comment. <laughs> the, yeah, so we, we, the we basically we're basically we're just doing live watch on listening, right. um, um, and that's kind of where the idea for the, this whole podcast came from. So I've been watching Walking Dead. Um, Rick and Morty. What? Uh, you know what? I can't bring myself to catch up on, and I think I'm four episodes behind now, maybe three. Mm. Um, Marvel. What if? Hmm. What? What? What was that? Marvel. What if? Oh, for some reason, I heard "Longful" with. I, I heard something. That, yeah, I can't. I don't, I'm three. I, don't... Epi- I'm, I think I'm three episodes behind, and like. It's one of those things I have it on my list of like, all right, now I have time to catch up on Marvel What If? And I just haven't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm I, I don't going care. to get to it, but the first two episodes didn't do enough in terms of like, I don't know if it's a question of they didn't do enough to like really explore in alternate reality, or if I just don't really care because it's not canon. Mm. But I haven't gotten back to it. But uh, something I did suggest to you, and if I have, I think the night, I think I sent you the email saying what my I was watching for like the last episode. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I sent that in, which I'm very annoyed at Yahoo Mail or whatever you use that they kind of spoiled it. Oh yeah, um, that night I believe we started watching Only Murders in the Building on mm-hmm. Hulu, which has Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, and they are all the the, the gist of the the plot is that they're they live in this uh, luxury, not luxury, but like you know, like high end apartment building in New York City, mm-hmm. and they all seem separately di- like different people and they all have like distaste for each other. And it turns out they all have a, uh, they're all fans of the same true crime podcast. Well, one huh. night uh, the fire alarm goes off and they all have to evacuate the building. They all end up at this bar and it just happens to be the night that the new episode of their True pro- uh, crime podcast drops. So they're all annoyed that they, they would normally be sitting in their apartments listening to this podcast. 
And they they connect at a restaurant right by the apartment building while they're waiting to be allowed back in. And they find out that they all like this podcast and they strike up a conversation. So then when they're ready to go back into the hotel, they, the, the, the apartment, they find out that there was a murder in the building. Mm. Or, or Fire alarm. maybe it was a murder. Maybe it was a murder. And then they start their own podcast about it. And they're investigating it. And it's the third episode. There's bits about, like, without spoiling too much, there's bits, there's a bit with Steve Allen and a, Steve Martin and a cat that was the funniest fucking thing of all three episodes that we watched before. But overall, it, it's pretty good. And then just to the very last thing, um, uh, American Crime Story on FX came back. The first season was the um, O.J. Simpson. Second one was about uh, Andrew Cunanan with, uh, uh, who killed Versace. Um, this season is about the uh, um, uh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal with uh, Beanie Feldstein as Monica Lewinsky, mm. uh, Sarah Paulson, almost unrecognizable as Linda Tripp under some fat makeup, um, uh, Edie Falco as uh, Hillary Clinton. That makes sense. Interestingly enough, and I, I, he hasn't really been in it very much yet. I only watched there's the first episode's the only one that's out. I think he's maybe in like five seconds of it. Clive Owen as Bill Clinton. Really? Yeah. That's right. He's a chameleon dude. And do you have your phone with you right now? Yeah. Look up a picture of Matt Drudge. D R U D G E. And tell me when you have a picture up. Matt Drudge, of course, was was the uh, creator of the Drudge Report, the internet um, news thing that broke. Where did it break? Huh? You, you said you said the new the wait. I was I was waiting. You just said the, the news that broke, and then you just stopped talking. What did it break? Oh no, he broke the Lewinsky story. Oh, oh okay. I was, I was. So, do you have a it. picture of Matt Drudge on your phone yet? It's the Wikipedia. Is it one of him, this. like in like a tan, like hat? Yeah. All right. Okay. Look at this person and tell me who you think would play would be a good person to play this. This guy, and I, I think this is. We were talking earlier about good casting. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the best castings I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I don't know. He almost looks like a like a scrawnier, like more timid uh, Bernthal. No, it's Billy Eichner. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's right. Look at that. Just looking at him, like, yep, that's Bill Eichner. Isn't that good casting? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like as, as soon as I saw like the the trailer, I was like, holy fuck, that is awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Billy Eichner is Matt Drudge. Uh. Uh. But yeah. So I, I've started watching um, Impeachment, American Crime Story. No. Um. So at the end of the day, I'm glad to be back. 
Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad we were able to um, work it out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset that neither you nor Matt made a 69 joke during your, your episode. We, um, we were going for high art, and um, that's lowbrow, Zach. I could tell it was high art because high art always includes a ukulele. Yeah. Um, and, and and nothing says high art like talking to somebody's girlfriend and they can't hear you because they're wearing uh, earbuds and you think they're sleeping. Oh, yeah. Nothing says um, high art like trying to find naked pictures of a Disney star. Yeah, Jesus. Like, you made me almost, like tangentially, like, me too uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, guys, stop talking about that girl's naked. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to thank Matt again for filling in. I'm glad to be back. I was looking forward to this literally since, considering this is it, really, it's been four weeks since I've been on an episode since Adam and Paul basically pushed me out of the entire yeah, high since fidelity. It's basically just me and Paul on high fidelity. And for the record, since it wasn't brought up, I did say Jack Black's name. If you listen to... You you start to say it and I cut you If off, you listen yeah. closely enough, I say Jack Black. Enough that in my mind, I think it's acceptable that I thought I said Jack Black. Yeah. But you two... Uh, you two uh, uh, gaslighted me the entire episode <laughs> when you weren't talking over me when I kept trying to, I like literally kept trying to come in and say something and just was not allowed to. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of like me going back saying, hey Zach, uh, you were trying to say something uh, ago. So it's been a good month since I've been on a podcast. Yeah. Um, and I missed it. Uh, I, uh, I love talking about movies with my brother and being just a goofy asshole. Um, um, if you want to do the the spiel, oh well, and the, no, should I do, I'll do next week first. Next week, I think Adam's very excited for next week. I'm very excited for next week. I, I think point, what it, I think what it boils down to is I'm excited that like the past couple weeks have all been like movies that I really enjoy. Like we did High Fidelity. I did we me and Matt did Donnie Darko. We did Moneyball this week, and then next week I really enjoy the movie that we're doing as well. So it's been like. I think I what think... it is is we 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 waded through so much shit that we're doing now, and I'm excited about it. I think, and I thought this today, and if it wasn't the day bef- the day we're recording, I might have suggested this to you. I feel like we might have uh, been better suited calling an audible and doing next week's movie. As our live watch, maybe, but I feel like I feel like Scott Pilgrim is is something I want to like really take my time with and like like Fair. really take which, notes. Which is is is, many... is is which is part of the reason I didn't suggest it to you. But yet yeah, yeah. next week we're doing Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, we have we have next week we're doing Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The week after that. Uh, as far as schedule wise, we have a get another guest episode. Um, and then we're gonna get into a couple of uh, three straight months of themes. Um, hmm. 
But next week will be Scott Pilgrim. Uh, let me Google real quick. Not Google, just watch it. Just watch is the app I use for this. Uh, see if Scott Pilgrim... Uh, we got lucky this week with uh, Moneyball being available on a, a readily... Yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is currently streaming on Netflix. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so next week we'll be doing Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, I think uh, Adam already. Uh, if if you're going with what we uh, both had the idea of, I think we already have a top five locked down. But you might change it, which is your prerogative. Yeah, if you're Bobby Brown, exactly. Um, uh, Adam, if you want to do the the little spiel. Absolutely. Um, follow us on Twitter at you and the number one. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Summer Movie Club. Um, you know, I feel like us. my 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 Instagram picture this week is a little underwhelming. Underwhelming, considering I feel like the last couple ones. I forget which one. I forget what the Moneyball one is. So I'm excited to see. It's it. not. It's 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 not. It's not my yeah. best. Once we get into next week, next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some very interesting ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, follow us on social media, um, and uh, you know, let us know. Um, let us know about what 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 your, um, I'm sorry, what your uh, Oscar Best Picture Oscar losers are. Um, I forgot of the 21st we, century. We did a month of movies where every movie that we covered was a it was an Oscar loser. loser. Yeah, because um, what 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 one? It was a uh... the fucking Nomadland. Oh right, yeah, we didn't do Nomad. Yeah. yeah, we did a month. Pretty young, pretty young uh, woman was. It didn't make my short list, but if if the question was, what was your favorite? Uh, Oscar loser of the last year, that would have been... No. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah and Sound of Metal both made oh, yeah, my... This was one. a fucking good Oscar year. Um, you know what Judas yeah, and the Black Messiah might have been? What was, what, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I know we're winding down, but I gotta pull up my... What was my list? I, it's been... Uh, like, I, I separate like, myself so much from that list I once I fucking like, finish it. I think you I think you had Judas and the Black Messiah as number one. Oh no, you I, I think you had it as number one until you watched something until you watched I think you said you you're gonna have Judas you were Judas and the Black Messiah as number one until you Oh watched shit, you know what no, you know what I had as number one at the end of my list? Huh. The father. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. You had it you had Judas and the Black Messiah as number one. And then you took a long time to watch the father, and when you finally watched the father the father I I forgot that I was as affected by the father. Yeah. Yeah, my my top my top five were the father, Judas and the Black Messiah, the trial of Chicago Seven, Promising Young Woman, and the Sound of Metal. Yeah. And then Borat. Yeah. I had I had a and then onward. I had an interesting Oscar season. (laughs) Of course, number twenty three was Sean the Sheep Farmageddon. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um. So yeah. So follow us on social media, I, and I don't want to have to oh, repeat good. again that my number twenty three was shown the sheep farm again. I don't want to have to say it again. 
We'll we'll make sure that no one, everyone knows. Every, I'll put in the tweet. Yeah, follow us on the social <laughs> medias and uh, check us uh, <laughs> check us out next week for uh, for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. What if I remade the Instagram picture instead of it being about Moneyball? It was just Sean the Sheep Farmer get it. <laughs> It'd be pretty rad. Uh, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, I had said in the intro that we were going to mix everything together, but uh, the only appropriate last word would be uh, never forget. Never forget, everybody. Be safe, be kind, be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another, and never forget. We'll see you guys next week. Love you guys.